All right, guys. Episode 101. Wow. I get to start off with 100 now. Uh, this is this podcast, this episode, you guys, is why I wanted to get into podcasting to begin with. Like this kind of conversation. This is the kind of episode is like a defining kind of episode of the podcast. I mean, we talk Bigfoot, aliens, simulation theory. I mean, it's wonderful. Ghosts. I'm. Uh, they said they're gonna take me on. Uh, Jason was it was Jason from KC Paracon. It's a uh, paranormal conference that he's putting on here in Kansas City. We get all involved with that. We talk all about it. He has a podcast. We talk about that. It's like the ectoplasma plasma ectoplasma podcast. I think. Um. Follow him on KC Paracon on Instagram. Listen to this episode. This was so much fun. You guys are really going to like this. Uh, I got nothing more to say. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Tell a friend. Download. Subscribe. uh, Help me with these numbers. Let's just keep growing this thing, especially during this time of craziness in 2020. We got positivity. We got entertainment. Let's stick with some of this from time to time. Tell a friend about the show. If not, enjoy it at least. I don't know. I'm just babbling. Uh, Jason from Casey Paracon. This was a lot of fun. Here we go. Episode one. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. We'll know topic is off limits. Now here's your host, my daddy, and Voida Soul. Thank you for coming to the Inner Talk Podcast. Boom, talk, boom. Three, two, one. Here we go. Jason? Yeah. From, oh, crap. <laughs> Paracon. Yes. There it is. That's right. Paracon. The KC Paracon. KC Paracon. Yeah. Uh, tell people what the hell that is. It's a paranormal conference. Paranormal conference. And I bring in speakers from around the country and local to talk about all kinds of different paranormal stuff, from ghosts to UFO to Bigfoot to, to anything you could think of. Um, there's even a few conspiracy guys in there. Uh, even though I enjoy that stuff, sometimes it's hard to plug it into this kind of event. But it's mostly ghost hunters and UFO researchers and stuff like that. A lot of good UFO stuff in the news right now. Yeah, there is. And uh, I I question all of it, honestly. Yeah? Yeah, I think there's an agenda behind it. Okay, what would that agenda I be? I think the agenda... Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I can like say I know what their agenda is. But I have always been of the mind that our government, whoever the powers might be, wouldn't tell us about UFOs unless they had something to gain from it. Okay. Uh, Because it makes them look bad, right? If they're not in control of our skies, it makes them look like they're not in control, which would make the people see the government as not in control. Mm -hmm. So... I kind of questioned their Pentagon release of the UFO film. Any one, any particular ones that you're thinking of, or like kind of all of them lately, like from the Tic Tac ones to like well, the the eight one, the eight UFOs that they just released. I mean, this stuff is year, you know, a few years old, but from the Freedom of Information Act, it's now available yeah. to us. Well, and so a couple of the ones that Tom DeLonge released, right? The technically 
they lied to the government to obtain those. Yeah, and Tom DeLonge is kind of a goofy. Those. Got some but goofy shit out there. I'm specifically talking about the ones that the Pentagon acknowledged. Okay, were those the Tic Tac ones? Yeah, and I just I questioned their, I I questioned their reasoning for acknowledging them. Why would they do it? Because the Freedom of Information Act had to, they had to release that info, and once we saw the video, and then was it Commander Faber? Yeah, but I I understand he's, that. He's, but yeah, so you don't think they were like our hands are tied? They 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 got the, we had to release it. I. Uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say either way. Yeah. I I think that there's, I, being in the field myself, mm-hmm. um, I hear about it a lot more than, and I've studied it for so long that that's maybe why I'm questioning it. Okay. But I I I don't know. I think that there's a motive behind acknowledging it. I believe. I I think so too. I think it is kind of crazy. It is crazy that they are acknowledging it. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. It blew me away when the air or the Navy or the Pentagon said, yeah, yeah, these are what UFPs. Or mm-hmm. Is that what they're calling them now? Um, the yeah. fact that they investigated it, that's never been shocking to me because I've always seen it as, of course, they have to be investigating things flying around the sky that they don't know what it is. If they weren't, then they would be failing at their national defense. Mm-hmm. So that part has never, like the the announcing that they, they're investigating these things has never shocked me. It's more of acknowledging that they've actually captured some stuff. Yeah, that is, that blew me away too that they actually admitted it. Um, do you think it could be a slow integration like a slow they give us little piece by piece so they don't drop the hammer and freak everybody else freak everybody out that's definitely an argument and that's definitely a theory that's been out there for quite a while even going back to like independence day movies and stuff oh yeah Uh, yeah i Um, mean i guess it would have started yeah a long time ago and And it's just now ramping up yeah getting more i think that so another thing that i think that i'm not shocked by i think is necessary but i think is part of this is the announcement and the actual official release or launch of Space Force. Because even going back to like Clinton and before, each president had talked about starting a Space Force. And as, as silly as it sounds, there, uh, there's actual a need for it. Oh, I, I agree. Um, but I think that, I don't know, the timing of everything is kind of, it's just suspicious to me. Okay. But I do have a suspicious nature. So well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, you should question this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't just, especially when it involves the government, just take them at their word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Reagan was talking about aliens. Well, yeah. 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 I, <laughs> it's just so, and it's also, I don't, uh, maybe that they put it out there to try to take people's mind off of COVID for a week, but it didn't work. Yeah, but they were talking about it. It was getting before COVID hit. They were no, getting, I know that. But yeah. the official Pentagon announcement or the declaration or whatever yeah. you want to call it, that it, it was something that they didn't know what it was, happened. And then it was just kind of like, well, you know, the general public still focused on other stuff. Do you believe in UFOs yourself? I've seen UFOs. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. When, actually, my very first experience in anything paranormal was a UFO. Now, I want to preface my talk on UFOs that I don't necessarily see them as alien. That's something that gets tied together, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. But 
there's a completely different thing between UFOs and UFOs with aliens. In my mind, that's how I view it. I like it. So when I was like seven years old, I saw this little, it looked like a star. It was down in the Ozarks, and it was zipping around the sky. And to this day, I can't think of the, any technology that I know of that can do that. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that they don't have the technology? They, they could. So it might not be aliens, but that's what started my interest in all of this. Was all that, those years was ago. that the only one? That you've seen i've seen a pyramid shaped ufo in colorado when i was 18 and it was probably i was hiking in the mountains and it was probably 10 plus miles away and i was on the side of a mountain and i just i watched it move across the sky it was kind of spinning and it just went to the point where i couldn't see it anymore how big was it? Like you uh, it's hard to judge because I couldn't tell exactly how far away it was, but it was. But you got it, a good. It was a good distance, and I could tell that it was a pyramid. It was kind of like a reflective, almost rainbow, giving off of it from the sunlight. When you tell when you're when you see these things and you tell people about it, do people usually believe you, or like what kind of reaction do you get when people when you talk about your your sightings that you've you've seen? That's a very hard thing. Because even being in the paranormal field, I, I'm one of the types that I question even my own experiences, so I question everybody's experience. Like, so my podcast partner, he's had a lot of crazy like ghost experiences. I've had a few too, but and I trust him when he tells me because <clears throat> I trust the person. Okay. But just reading somebody's story, sure. it's hard to trust that source. Do I think that people have reasons to lie about paranormal things? Sure. But um, so I, when I talk to somebody about my paranormal experiences, I don't necessarily, you know, I, I, I would trust Larry over here to believe me because I'm good friends with him. But you, it doesn't really matter to me if you believe me or not. Well, that's is another thing because if you're in this field long enough, you have to grow a thick skin. I would imagine Or so, you're going to yeah. just go, drive yourself crazy right. or – or give up right so, so Par yeah. yeah so do 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 um <laughs> i've never had a real i've never seen i've never seen a ufo i want to yeah the closest thing i think i saw was oh maybe oh two years ago i saw it was early in the morning i saw something just falling from the sky but i i don't know it could have been anything i, I didn't see anything weird yeah, I don't, and you know, I've always, you know, I go. I'm a bow hunter, and oh yeah, I like camping and hunting, and I like going out where there's nobody in the middle of mm -hmm. nowhere. I'm the same way, and I love that. I like there's no light pollution out yeah. there. You just get lost in the Milky Way. You're just, it's just, I love it. In fact, I, I've been an archer since I was five. Oh wow! But cool. I haven't done it in quite a while. But I'm also my other passion in life is the outdoors. So I kind of meld the two at times for my own but um ufo sightings are up too around the world there's been a lot yeah. more reported in the last few months than before so maybe now's the time to get out there Start yeah i'm looking. all yeah i'm always out there looking every time i go out there i, I just i look i i want to see something yeah now as know. an outdoorsman um what do you think about bigfoot uh I don't think so. Yeah. I don't. I I want to believe, but it just it's even Les Stroud <clears throat> has had a Bigfoot experience. 
Yeah, he's had a couple, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he would be, he is kind of a per, the one source that I might take seri- take serious, I guess. Yeah. But now he's, now he has a, doesn't he have a Bigfoot show now? Or something? He kinda? does. Okay. I actually don't, honestly, I don't watch a lot of those shows, mm-hmm. any paranormal shows these days. I've kind of moved away from them. But, yeah, smart probably. Um, the thing about, so if, let's say, for example, uh, uh, you're out in the woods hunting. Mm-hmm. You see something and you see a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. You go in and, and you go in start telling people's your story and they said oh you just saw a bear Mm -hmm. because that's what most people say people see when they see a bear but as a hunter if you spend any time out in the same kind of land you know the animals out there you know what's out there so unless you're having some kind of hallucinatory experience do you think you're gonna mistake a bear for a bigfoot or a deer for a bigfoot i think so I think so. I, I do think it is quite possible. Um, number one, if it's far, uh, bears have been known to walk on their hind legs. Yeah. There was pedals, the bear in New Jersey that had like mm-hmm. injured something. And so he would stand, he'd walk on his, on his hind quarters a lot. Yeah. So I can definitely see people seeing like maybe it's dusk or dawn. Yeah, and but those see, are other factors, not just like, if, let's say 10 o'clock okay. in the morning, sun's coming down and it's only 25, 35 yards from you well i'm shooting it if it's bigfoot i'm shooting it yeah and there's there's actually plenty of stories of that but the, <laughs> the bullet just passes right through. <laughs> of course it does um you know i've also you know I, like i said i'm a bow hunter i'll hunt during the rut mm-hmm. which for a lot of the people out there listening um that's like an all-day hunt you never know when a deer during the rut could cross your path a lot of times hunting normally is good in the morning and the evening but during the rut, it can be any time of the day. So those are times where I will hunt from an hour before the sun rises to, you know, an hour after the sun sets. That's all day. Yeah. You get a little tired. You get a little. True. And if you're looking at something that you, you can look at a squirrel and think it's a deer. You just get, especially if you're, if you're I, looking I through a scope that. or binoculars and you're just. You can, yeah. Your mind will play tricks well, on you. Well, there's plenty of stories of people getting shot because exactly. they thought they were a deer. Exactly. Um, and I, I completely understand that. And I'm actually, I've never had a Bigfoot experience. And I'm actually more of the mindset of you that they aren't necessarily like some mammal out there that we just haven't discovered yet. I think that if there is a Bigfoot type creature out there, it maybe has some metaphysical traits where it okay. can decide when it wants to be seen or not. Okay. And maybe it's not so. And I don't think that you go out to the woods in the Ozark and you're going to find a Bigfoot. I think that if there's any like subset species of a Bigfoot there in places like northern Canada where there isn't people for a hundred miles, I think that that's a high possibility. Well, if Bigfoot is real, the probability is there that it'd be there. Okay, not the Pacific Northwest. As dense as the forest is there? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sightings up there. Right. The thing about all paranormal things and how I view it is it only takes one to be real, a real thing. You know, if ninety, if 100 people say they see Bigfoot and one person really had an experience, then it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my viewpoint, and I don't know if it's come off yet, is everything's possible, 
and but it all could just be in my head too okay so i try i try to i try to keep myself open to all possibilities but also realize also then realize that it might not be real too okay it's hard to explain it's something that i've honed over the years because i'm a ghost hunter too and uh, when i try to go into a place to ghost hunt i kind of go in with that mindset so that i'm not limiting anything it actually pisses off my podcast partner because he always asks my opinion on things and all i have to say is i I think it might be real okay (laughs) (laughs) um yeah touching on the bigfoot thing another like a couple factors of why i don't believe is is assuming it's not a metaphysical mm. creature that it is like a you know a, a real mammal yeah um is number one game cameras you know the, the yeah. trail cams mm-hmm. they're everywhere now yeah, we, we haven't caught one they're everywhere it's hard to, it's hard to hide from those yeah and then also uh florida had the florida panther yes it's going extinct mm-hmm. there was like less than 100 i think there's less than 50 of them left yeah and three of them got hit by a car yeah it's a big state for only mm-hmm. 50 animals and three of them get hit by a car yeah. oh, I, I just would think bigfoot would have been hit by a car or something or, or that's true yeah. i don't know so it's, it's i know that people in bigfoot costumes have been hit by cars oh yeah that's that is true that's I, happened, I, yes so that has happened i would i I actually tend to agree with you in my own personal viewpoints mm-hmm. on this stuff, but when I talk about it with people, I try to include other people's viewpoint, like the spectrum in the field. Mm-hmm. So there's groups, there's people out there, and I've met both sides. There's people out there that would say that there's Bigfoot in every little like section of trees, <laughs> right? And then there's 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 people that just say, well, there there's some kind of genetic anomaly that lives in a small dense patch somewhere that there's not that people haven't been to before mm-hmm. um or they're aliens there's a big precedent not precedent but there's a big subset of ufo sightings that also tie in with bigfoot sightings at the same time how convenient yeah there's actually <laughs> there's actually stories of people witnessing bigfoots being lowered from ufos yeah, I mean, you, uh, there you can go as anything crazy, any crazy idea you can think of. It's already out there in the uh, field. Exactly. Yeah, I I imagine. I want it to be real. Yeah. I just I just don't think some of these things are real. Just lack of evidence, I guess. You know, yeah. I would think some of the stuff there would just be something. I know Jane Goodall. Like for a while, I was really like, okay, it's pretty possible because Jane Goodall. She said that there, she believes in it, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Maybe has like Australopithecus or something to maybe yeah. theorize that maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's still an ancient hominid like that still roaming. But Bigfoot is a hard one, and it's actually I've I've never had a personal Bigfoot experience. I've met a few people. Native Americans that have had believed in it. They oh, wrote yeah. about it. They drew mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, a lot of places were named after. Yeah after the different names they had for it yeah i don't know i guess yeah that one i just I, I i don't see i don't see yeah yeah i think that it might be more if i had to try to rate the idea of what might be more probable 
I think that maybe an undiscovered species of mammal like a type of Bigfoot might be more probable than aliens having to travel faster than the speed of light to actually make it here. If that's how you think they travel. I mean, that's true. I mean, they probably <laughs> yeah, travel yeah. in some means that we can't even think of. So I think we can think of it. I just don't know that we know how to... I don't even how know if we can think of it. I mean, sure. we're looking at it from a human perspective. Uh, their scientists are saying like, um, so, you know, uh, I don't know what it's called, but like where you take a piece of paper and fold it and then poke a hole. Yeah. Whatever that. Mm-hmm. Folding space time. There you go. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, um, but there could be other things that we can't even think of. No, I, 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 uh, a guest a few weeks ago did bring up aliens for a brief minute and I, I don't subscribe to simulation theory, but I like it a lot. I heard you mention simulation theory on an episode. I like too. I like it a lot. Yeah. I like simulation theory a lot. Um, you know, mathematicists say that it's more likely that we're in one than we're not in one. That is true. Um, and so he was bringing up the UFOs, the little tic tac moving all zipping around. And you can do that on your computer with a mouse. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. And if we're in a simulation, perhaps that's some kind of like the mouse got through. It broke code somehow. There was a glitch. Yep. And that was, I don't know. Maybe that's, I don't know. But I, I actually I, agree with you. I think. Really? That, I think that. Well, <laughs> nice. I think that. So you could put it down as simulation theory. But honestly, if, if I had to be, you know if I had to give a theory that I thought was real right now, just like to be pigeonholed into that, it would be something similar to that. I think that most of what we experience in the paranormal field, no matter what it is, comes from the same mechanism. It's crossing over somehow, Mm -hmm. even if it's just a glitch, Mm -hmm. like in a system, like a, like a matrix or a computer system. Mm -hmm. So even though it's all, you know, almost every paranormal experience is a bit different. I think that they, probably all come from the same source yeah and paranormal uh, you know, simulation <clears throat> theory would be the same kind of explanation except for it's not necessarily doesn't have to be in a simulation it could just be that we have all these planes of existence and somehow some glitch over every now and then yeah i mean that's the way i kind of if i'm going to think that these things are quote-unquote real it would have to be in some kind of simulation uh, you know but but a lot of people don't like that a lot of people yeah. don't like simulation theory i don't know if you I'll know i'll take a simulation theory one little step farther that i think that could be a possibility because they don't actually know th- th- it hasn't actually ever been proven exactly where our consciousness comes from they say that you know it, it, they figure that it originates in the brain but they can't actually figure out the mechanism for it i wouldn't be That's surprised if our brain is a receiver mm-hmm for our consciousness from another it is part of a system it is and this is just like our meat suit it 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 is i'm gonna say that emphatically like i absolutely know yeah um and if that's the case then anything we experience is just part mm -hmm. of the simulation it's really interesting you brought that up i uh my whole conscious thinking life has always had a struggle with what consciousness is. Mm-hmm. I've always struggled with what does it mean to be conscious? Because I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I've realized like I'm alive, but 
but I'm like, what does that mean? Like mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like I'm, how do I, I don't even know how to put it into words. I've um, thought of that before. So I can empathize with how you're feeling, but I can't describe it either. Yeah. It's like, I'm alive, but what the hell is alive mean? What yeah. am I? Like, it's just a weird, mm-hmm. whatever. So I've just struggled with what is consciousness. Um, do you, uh, have you not, I'm going to phrase this so nobody gets in trouble, but have you ever dabbled in any kind of psychedelics? I haven't, but I'm actually planning a documentary with my podcast partner to do that. And I can't say I've never done it. I've done acid when I was younger and stuff okay. like that, but it wasn't to, to figure sure, out recreational. any paranormal metaphysical shit. It was just, yeah. Okay. What are you planning on doing? Or having, We've or, talked about DMT, ayahuasca, and a few others. Okay. I... Statue uh, for the record, the statue of limitations is up on this. <laughs> I have done DMT, and before you, they it's suggested before you go into doing something like that, have a question mm-hmm. on what you want to ask. Ask the DMT more yeah. or less, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to know what consciousness is. Yeah, I just want what is consciousness. Go ahead, and so I did it. And I got the answer of what consciousness is. It's, and it's, it's hard to explain. And the best, the ex, the best explanation I can come up with it is almost omnipotence. Yeah. It's like you're everywhere, but then you're nothing at at, at the same time. And I remember there was this. <clears throat> it was a presence. It was a female presence. I don't know. How I knew that, but you just feel this female presence. Well, DMT's ayahuasca has the same properties, right? right? And yeah. it's it's seen as a female deity. Ayahuasca is a female deity, so it would be close to the same thing. Yeah. I would think. I got mine from the toad, the bufo toad. Yeah. In the Sonoa Valley, the Sonoa Desert, um, and I had a, I had a, it was a, it was crazy, <clears throat> and towards the end of it just this female entity kind of washed on me and around me and through me. And she was saying, so you want to know what consciousness is? And then I just started doing this. I started rocking back and forth and just flowing. And my whole body was just flowing like this. I was like, this is consciousness. And it was just this feeling of everything and nothing at the same time. It was really trippy. And so... What I concluded was there's not a word in the human language to actually describe what it is and that it's more of a gift and it's something that you are given at a certain, I think, once you pass, I think once you die, yeah. I think then you actually get to understand what real consciousness is and what we what we have going on right now isn't that it's just this uh experience that we're having i i've said it a couple times already but i i actually agree with you on that (laughs) um one of the things we haven't really got into ghosts and stuff yet but we'll get there we're going slowly let's not jump around we're getting yeah i'm not not gonna jump (laughs) to that but i i first came to this idea because of my research in that um but I've already kind of talked about how I kind of view all of it as possibly the same thing. I think that that's a good possibility that we're not supposed to know the answers to those things. Mm-hmm. That we're here, and if we just 
learned those answers why would we be here you know i guess i guess an example is if we found out this is on base level you say we found out that it's much better after you die like it's heaven or whatever mm-hmm. well why the hell would you stay here yeah um right so i think i think that it's a good possibility that we place ourselves here to learn something and we're not supposed to know the answer to these things. Yeah. I, I yeah. Like, yeah. And that was, I kind of came up with that too. Like when I was given the gift of consciousness that it was like, it was a gift of an experience that you get now, but yeah, you're not supposed to have this while you're here and whatever, while you're here is, is yeah. Yeah. And I've, like we were talking before the podcast about the Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. situation and the beef that I got into with that uh, dummy other podcaster (laughs) and um you know him and a lot of other people why they got so upset with kobe bryant dying is because so many people fear death and they think death is awful it's Mm -hmm. horrible it's so sad when somebody dies is it like we don't why why would we assume that like we should be kind of happy for him like They've passed over now to like the realness. Like we shouldn't be yeah, so upset. We, we can't prove that. Ah, yeah, I know. I guess you're yeah, right. We yeah. can't prove it, but I mean, I, 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 just to their point, I could understand. Okay. That. Yeah. I, I, I personally, uh, I don't some... want to die. Charlie, go kill that fucking dog. <laughs> Jeez, that. Sorry, got a dog out here. I don't know if they can hear it. They probably can't hear it on mic, but it, I can hear it now. It's driving me nuts. Yeah. You guys, yeah, it's from over there. You got some antifreeze or something to leave that thing? <laughs> that's, that's that's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I digress. All right, go. Let's go back. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it's all right. All right, what were we saying? We we're talking about um, consciousness yeah, and yeah. the fear of death. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're you don't want to die, or you're whatever. I'm like, not ready to. I'm not ready to die either. Yeah. Like I'm not saying emphatically like it is the best thing ever to die, but yeah. I don't know. I kind of assume that it's cool. I can say that I I'm want to probably less afraid of it now than I have been before. I want it in to the be past. cool. I mean, could be it could be hell too. That's yeah. I don't know. It could be, but I it's unlikely. It's probably unlikely. Not. Yeah, it's probably not. It's probably just another place that your consciousness to go can go if you want to experience that. Yeah, which some people probably do want to experience that. Well, in order, in it's in human nature, in order to 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 better yourself, you usually have to go through something bad. Yeah. So it may be the same for your quote unquote soul, hmm. whatever it is. That's interesting. There's even a theory out there, been pushed forward that everyone is part of a larger being that god is actually all of us together like he split himself up to have all these experiences so he can learn everything and once we die we just go back to the mother soul or whatever Hmm. and there's nothing that even if it's not one big thing it could be that that's where like soulmates come from where it's the same soul splitting up to have a couple different experiences because they have the ability to do so. It's just a theory that's out there. A lot of good theories out there. A lot of shitty ones too, but... Yeah. <laughs> so you're a ghost hunter. 
I am. So that's ble- how I believe actually in got into the field. I believe in the possibility of ghosts. Okay. I believe in. I was telling him, Charles. Charlie. 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 Um, I believe in the possibility of them. I believe in what I've experienced. Even if it's just in my head, I believe what I've experienced is something that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been plenty of times where. I've been with multiple people and we all experienced something. It's a little more validating to me. Right. Um, <clears throat> I've had a lot of crazy things happen to me that I don't know how to explain. Yeah. Um, it was about 15 years ago I decided to start a group. Ghost Hunters came on the TV show and I was excited about that. Started watching and I was like, well, why, why don't I do this myself? So... I reached out there. I found some other people. We started a group. We started going to different places around town. Actually, some of the first places we went to were here in Independence on the square. The Courthouse Exchange restaurant. And then there's a Italian restaurant. And there's several places right around here, actually. Oh, I had no idea. And uh, one of the first places we would go to actually was in Excelsior Springs as well. It was an Oddfellows Lodge. Are you familiar with Oddfellows? I've heard. I thought that was in Liberty. Well, so the the name Oddfellows is an organization. Okay. It's like Masonic, you know, you know the Masons? Yeah. The Freemasons? Yeah. It's the same thing, except for that it's called the Oddfellows. Oh, like They're a local chap, like a local thing? Or? It used to be there. Uh, okay. It actually, back in the early 1900s, they were bigger as far as membership than the Freemasons. But they've kind of all disappeared. The local chapter here closed down a few years after we investigated because i what had happened? a member that was also a member of that lodge you jump on hail bop comet or something uh, or? no but uh, <laughs> if you ever see a building with three rings attached at the top or the iof that used to be one of their lodges okay um anyways so when i first started our tech guy was also a member of that lodge and they only had like five or six members, but we got to go up there and investigate it whenever we wanted. It was a three-story building, and we used it as kind of like training grounds or okay. whatever because we were just getting into the field, and it was a place we could go to with no oversight, and we had permission. So I was second or third time I was in the basement, and it was sort of like your basement with no windows, and it was a lot larger than this, and there was a light that was all the way across I'd say it was about 35 yards away coming through the stairwell, but it didn't light it up very much. But his name was Gene. His flashlight died. The battery in his flashlight died. He decided he was going to go upstairs and get more batteries. So I was down there by myself. My flashlight died. And the light across there, I could see that room, but I couldn't see what was around me. I was leaning up against the pool table, and I felt... Somebody wrapped their arms around me, pushed their chest up against my back, and breathed on the back of my neck three times, heavy. And you got raped, son. <laughs> Ghost raped. I <laughs> I stepped away from it, and I was able to step through the arms. If I couldn't see anything, and I made my way over by the stairs, and then I couldn't go up the stairs. All my energy was gone. I don't know if at the time I thought it was just my adrenaline zapped it out of me mm-hmm. maybe stole it from me i have no idea wow yeah I mean that and i don't know if i would react the exact same now i could say i've been grabbed 
several times since then, but it's it's never not shocking. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But I don't know if I would like completely shut down like I did. Like I didn't go running and I wasn't yelling and I wasn't. Well, you I weren't mean, expecting was, it at yeah. all. Yeah. And my ass was up against a pool table, so I don't. It wasn't like somebody sneaking up behind me, and the only way down there was that stairwell. So I don't and it know, felt like, know. but you walked. I felt wow. the guy's chest on my back. You know, it was a guy. Well, I mean, it could have been. I mean, flat did it feel? I mean, I mean, oh, okay. It 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 felt masculine in right. that the size because <clears throat> I could feel its arms and mm-hmm. feel its chest up against my back, and the breath on the back of my neck. Jeez. So I just I I never really thought about it. I always assumed it was m- masculine. Did you scream? No, oh, I, I didn't. screamed like a I bitch. Help! I don't know. I've had. I, I've never. I've never had that reaction. It's usually for me. I freeze. Yeah. I freeze for a few seconds. My brain is trying to work out what happened, and then you go because it's not. Even though you're there looking for it, you're not really expecting right. that to happen. So when it happens, especially the longer you do it, it's more like, "What was that? Was that real?" And you want to go try and figure it out mm-hmm. this just happened to be the first time this happened to me and it was pretty substantial so i didn't like stick around i went and got out of there now would you stick around it depends really i, I mean i've i've had something grab my arm in an abandoned hospital and i stopped for a few seconds looked around but then i made my way out of there because it was i was in the bowels of this abandoned hospital and i couldn't find my way out so, yeah. um <clears throat> there's been times where i've had like like shirt tugs or little things that could be anything but right. it feels like something's grabbing you that i've stuck around hmm can i have another beer sure what kind do you want ipa um are there like you, you were hesitant to say you would stick around if the if that guy hugged you again. Is there like, what 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 do you think would happen if if something like that would happen and you did just stay around and just hey man hug me as long as you want to do what you, like, is there in your mind any kind of danger that something could happen like if I stayed long enough that he could possess me or hurt me or like is there any kind of worry or concern or or there's that thought and idea i can't so i i've never had what i would call a well evil's even not the right word a demonic kind of experience okay um if if we're actually dealing with the souls of a passed on person Mm -hmm. there's good people and there's evil people so those souls might be this those spirits or whatever they are might be the same way so i've dealt with some that seemed like they were mean or or scary i guess i've never had the feeling that i was ever being attacked even that i felt intimidated but i didn't necessarily feel like i was being attacked i know that those kind of stories exist i've had personal friends that have had that kind of stuff happen to them i never have and i but i but I do believe it's a possibility. So I always kind of mentally protect myself in a way. It's okay. hard. And it's, and it's more of just the idea. 
and I don't even know if I'm doing anything. But the idea that I can protect myself, I feel sometimes protects me. Okay. Um, and I've I've just kind of always had that. So maybe that's why nothing's really crazy has happened. I do have to say that over the last couple of years, I've thought more and more about as time goes on and I keep doing it, chances are something bad, really bad may happen. That is, do you think that's a possibility? Are there those stories out there where, where bad things do happen? Or do these things have any actual power other than um, I've maybe showing their presence? I've heard stories of full possession. Okay. I've heard stories of being ripped out of windows and... And, um, I, I guess I can't think of anybody personally that has died. I'm, I, there's, those kind of stories are out there, of course, but they're just mythology on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, so do you, I guess what I'm trying to, do you think there is any kind, even if it's very small, like a small percentage of danger in dealing with, with these, uh, entities or ghosts or, or whatever? Well, uh, there is there is something that has happened to me, and it didn't happen on an investigation, so it didn't pop into my head real quick mm-hmm. when we were talking about it. I have had an experience with something that I think may have been. <clears throat> I, it's hard to it's hard with the the descriptive words of them. Uh, are they evil? Or are they demonic? Demonic tends to move towards demon, which puts an image in somebody's mind. Okay, I I've had something happened one night that scared the shit out of me <laughs> in my and it was in my house where i live now um me too my girlfriend walked in with and i had another girl in bed with me <laughs> 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 i'm just kidding jokes everybody jokes i um so my wife was asleep we were, it was i don't i don't know what time it was it was after 11 or so mm-hmm. my wife was my wife was asleep next to me i was in bed my dogs were in there and asleep and all of a sudden, I had an overwhelming feeling that there was somebody standing in the room. That there was well something or somebody standing in the room staring at us. I couldn't see anything. It wasn't completely dark, but I couldn't make out anything. And that feeling went on for a little while. Mm-hmm. That I was able to fall asleep. And in that first dream, I was in my daughter's bedroom at a different place we lived at in the past when she was little and i was on the floor of her bedroom playing with her and all of a sudden this little ball of black smoke about the size of a basketball comes swirling in the bedroom and swirling around in the dream and i wake up and i feel like again that there's something in the bedroom and i was i felt uncomfortable so i didn't get out of bed i couldn't see anything I felt like there was something there. And after a while, I just fell asleep again. This time, I was in the middle of an orchard. And there was, like, a fire in the background somewhere. Like, maybe the trees off in the distance part of the orchard were on fire. And I saw this black figure step out from behind a tree and look at me. And then I woke up. And at this time... I had a friend who I believe is a powerful psychic and I was trying to mentally reach out to him because I was trying to do whatever I could to make myself feel better in the moment. I didn't (laughs) know what to do. I felt like there was something in the bedroom with us. I didn't want to wake up my wife. I didn't really know what to do. 
so I was trying to reach out and uh, that didn't work but eventually I fell asleep again and the last dream I had I was outside of the house I live in now the house was on fire but I could see into my daughter's room which at the time was upstairs and there was no way for her to get out and I watched her die in that dream Jesus. while this black figure was standing in the corner of her room staring at me damn and it was terrible yeah i woke up and i finally got out of bed and i felt like the thing was gone i don't know if that was just a series of crazy dreams right or if and this is what somebody told me they believe it was it was something that was going by in the spectral realm and noticed me knew that i was into this stuff and was like i'm just gonna fuck with him for the night <laughs> i like it and uh, a prankster yeah this guy's theories are also that they don't necessarily live on the same timeline that we do so it could be that they're gonna pop back up in a couple years but to really them it was just a few minutes and they just pick people to mess with and that's what it was i have no idea but that stuck with me for a long time that was probably 10 years ago now oh that would trip me out but yeah, you didn't, uh, and you know, they, they say one way to get rid of those uh, <clears throat> visitations is uh, we'll just say something like Jesus Christ or something like, in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, I rebuke you or something like that. Well, at that time, I was, I had this thing that I would actually do after some investigations. And like I said before, I don't know if any of this stuff really works, but it made me feel a little bit better. I'd picture a little ball of light and expand it to encompass my house and push anything that might be in there out of it i don't know if it did anything i was trying to do that at that at that night while i was laying in bed with that thing in there but i felt like it wasn't doing anything yeah so that whole night was just like a blur of freaking out being in a dream maybe even the parts that i was awake that i thought that i was awake was in a dream i have no idea it was Mm -hmm. just it was so vivid there was there's only like two or three other dreams in my life that i could remember to that detail yeah so i don't know i I have no idea i had oh i had a dream uh two nights ago that felt real to me and like it was almost lucid and i remember it in detail and when i woke up you know i felt good it felt it was uh for some reason i was in the nfl being a running back and they said ryan if you it was just so weird, but right, if you can get a touchdown as a running back in the NFL, you, we'll let you uh, fight in the UFC. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, wherever this shit came from. And I remember all of a sudden getting into this football game, and I got the football, and I'm and on my size, I'm not a big guy. I'm certainly not running back size. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm juking people, and I'm super fast. I'm switching balls to, you know, switching the ball to the right arm, and you know, like everything, zip zoom, and I got the touchdown. I was like, all right, it was awesome. It felt real. Yeah. It felt awesome. And then boom, all right, Ryan, you get to go in the UFC. And then I went in the UFC and got in a fight. Yeah. How'd that end up? <laughs> it was good. It was like a real quick. I choked yeah. the dude out real oh. quick. Nice. <laughs> and but it all felt real. Yeah. It was just so it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, dreams are um yeah, so where I was going with like dreams where you were saying with like that um you know they they say, I don't know that they've proven or not, but I think they think uh when you're like in heavy REM sleep that your brain is dripping DMT. Yeah. And that I maybe mean, that's where like especially mm-hmm. like some of the UFO 
psych, oh, uh, yeah. abduction stories mm-hmm. come from. It, yeah. it, it tends to be at nighttime that maybe yeah. these people were just having a real heavy REM that's sleep. That's definitely a theory. I mean, that's even a theory that a lot of ufologists and, well, specifically abductees, people that study that kind of thing, not necessarily the abductees themselves, believe there might be a good possibility as to what is actually happening to mm-hmm. people. Um, we've been all over the map this this uh, yeah. um this just feels like another one of my episodes it's just <laughs> i don't i i do think about how your viewers might or your listeners might might view my ideas it doesn't really bother me but we've talked about some crazy stuff well yeah you're throwing on paracon <laughs> i i don't get this opportunity to talk to people no, that that's this. more than fine i want to say that the paracon itself there will be a lot of these ideas talked about by certain people, but it's also, if you just want to come and learn about a few cute little ghost stories, that we have that too. Mm-hmm. So, And it's, my thing with the paranormal is, I, I don't think I've ever met anybody that's not interested in it. Oh, they yeah. may not, they may not believe in it, they may not have ever had an experience, but they like to hear about it. They like to talk about it. Ooh, ooh you had a UFO experience, let me hear about it. I've, I've never come across anybody that flat out doesn't want to hear anything about it it's fascinating stuff yeah who is your the who typically shows up to these to to your paranormal conference is it about attendees or the yeah like attendees like who do you who are you i mean i guess you want anybody and everybody Mm -hmm. to show up but is there like a set type of person that always shows up or is it usually like the demographics is tough i mean it's it it's not no age group that really just it's it's kind of everybody i mean if i i can't necessarily put it in of course there's different subsets of people that Mm -hmm. come like the other people that are in paranormal groups in town they come out ufo people come out and just general people interested in it come out and i i have a hard time putting it into one like if i were to put out a facebook ad and i wanted to target people i <laughs> i don't have that yeah i just put in a you know an area because i it doesn't one i don't want to limit it but two i would say that if someone came in to my they would see that everybody there's you know 18 year old people there's 65 year old people and they're all different walks of life mm-hmm. and so it's hard. I don't. I don't think there's one type of person that comes out to my event. Is there any uh, crossover beef, like UFO guys going to the ghost guys? Like, oh, what you guys are ridiculous! I can't believe you believe in this. Or that happens in the field, but it doesn't happen at my event. I've got. I I could say that it isn't just me. I've. I think I've gotten lucky because that's definitely in the field. It's very prevalent in the field. Is actually. it? We've never had a problem at my event. I think it has to do with myself and how I put myself out there. And anybody, we've had people, like, not last year, the year before, actually last year too, that I knew that this group didn't like this group. They both rented tables to have at their event. I don't put them next to each other. Oh, no, come on. But (laughs) we've never had a problem at the event between anybody. They kind of know that if you start shit at my event, you're gone you're not you know Mm -hmm. i'll let anybody buy a ticket and come in but if you if you perpetuate that don't start no drama field it's not you're not going to be invited back and you're going to be removed yeah so 
I would also imagine it probably doesn't happen a lot in person. There's probably a lot of keyboard warriors out there. There's that too. Talking shit be- there's behind the, there's that too. anonymity. There's, uh, when I first started in this field, nobody talked to each other. Uh, paranormal teams, for the most part, didn't talk to the other paranormal teams. And I think it was out of sense of competition. Because, one, there was the real possibility that if you were good enough anybody could get a tv show so if you started working with another group you may help prop up that group and take a little away from you at least that's how it was viewed but there's also even competition between locations to investigate oh that makes sense so if a group feels that a certain place is their place to investigate they don't want any other teams to investigate it I've I've never been that way. I've never seen it as that way. It's actually gotten a lot better. And I do feel that I've always been the type that I will reach out to new groups. I will reach out to everybody. I can't take all the credit for it, but I think my event and the way that I've approached the paranormal field in Kansas City has made the environment for paranormal teams in Kansas City a lot better than even other cities. Okay. That's so the, cool. there's still there's still there's there's actually groups and people in town that don't like me, that don't like anything that I do just because they have a certain perception of me. And that's fine. It still happens. But I, I'd say that it's a lot better than it used to be. What do they, why don't they like you? They just, is it competition? They think you're too a little friendly? Bit of like what, what would it be? Like, um, I'd say that most of the ones that I don't get along with now, they have an agenda of their own and I don't like that agenda. So I've at some point let them know about that because i don't hold back either what kind of agendas are we talking about like what would what would uh, mostly money like okay um there's some teams in town that they host small events and that's all they do and that's fine mm-hmm. i don't have a problem with that but they feel that i'm some way in competition with them i gotcha i i, I don't want to get into any specifics between people but sure. there's also people that um there's a guy he full on hates me because he invited me on an investigation once. I thanked him profusely during the investigation, but I did then didn't go on my podcast the next day and thank him publicly. So I mean, there's it's just little stuff like that too. Okay, um, nitpicky people, just yeah, insecure people, really. And it's kind of like podcasting too, and that groups pop up, they last maybe a year or two, and then they go away. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, if anybody negative comes into the field and they have it's, it doesn't have anything to do with their views on things or how they do their things it's how they interact with the rest of the field that if they're any way in a negative way when it comes to that they don't if they last long it's not it's just doing their own thing they don't really <clears throat> move into the rest of the field yeah podcasting is a lot like that anytime you get any kind of like niche groups like that especially if you get enough of these groups you're just gonna find haters you're gonna find jealous people you can find insecure people that are afraid that you're taking something away from them a lot of famine mentality yeah and it's just it doesn't I, I, i've said many times on here that you know the tide rises all raises all ships yeah. like everybody should come together and paranormal people all the different groups how much better would that field be if everybody shared their information and their experiences yeah. and just brought all that stuff together? But yeah, then you get, yeah, I, I, I can 
I can see it. Well, I mean, that's kind of when how you get money involved, people yeah. want to start getting funny. And I try to, I try to be that example, even in the. So that guy that vehemently hates me, and I actually fuck don't, him. But I actually don't necessarily <laughs> like his methods of investigation. That's whatever. Yeah. If he wanted to come <clears throat> purchase a table at the conference, I'd let him do it as long as he didn't cause any drama at the event. That's cool. Be fine with me. He would never do that. No, he wouldn't. He doesn't. Yeah, his mm-hmm. ego is too big for that. Yeah. <laughs> when is this uh, conference? It is July 31st and August 1st. So we are hopeful that we could still. It is in Kansas City proper, so we fall under their COVID rules, whatever. It was still two and a half months away. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we will be able to have it because we're looking at about a thousand people this year. So if they open it up even that much we'll still have it and um, i'm i'm thinking it's gonna happen where is the uh location it's at the air shrine event center it's by the stadiums it's if you haven't been there then you probably don't know about it but it's really close to the stadiums huh where by the fca it's on the western side of 435 okay oh okay yeah. And there's a McDonald's there and some other stuff in okay. the back in the back. Well, that's back cool. That's, that's close to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was wondering about that with with all this COVID, uh, which Trump now calls just a situation. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a tweet today. It goes, what this COVID situation? And then he put yeah. in parentheses pandemic. I thought it was funny. Oh, it's just a situation now. <laughs> which, I mean, it kind of is. I mean, with, with, with we're the new... Uh, information we're getting the mortality rates under one percent so yeah but with everything going on with that i'm sure it was probably kind of stressing you out a little bit huh yeah and actually so i my normal time to start planning everything is usually about march Uh, this year i happen to have an opportunity in march for a large marketing opportunity in march so i started planning a lot earlier so i think that i i got lucky in getting everything off the ground and getting everything planned before this even started so and now it's looking that unless there's some kind of second wave that comes through we'll be able to do it good so good i was i was curious and kind of worried i mean i i can't say it's not a worry for me sure i'm looking at a possible second date if i have to okay it's kind of hard because the venue that I have is booked up through the end of the year. So if I want to move it off, it's keep that venue. I would have to go into 2021. And just so people know, if you buy a ticket or book a table, it's all refundable. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to keep your money. Oh, yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> there, 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 <laughs> there are some assholes that out there that probably would. Yeah, I guess it's happened I could see in that. the paranormal field. Um, what are your ticket I, I saw that you have different ticket options like what are what is that ticket situation how much are they what do you get with it what exactly what exactly like explain what it is other than seeing these people there like what am i going to experience okay, when, so when I, i've never been to one of these what will a person that's never been to a convention like this what are they gonna are they gonna be comfortable for the first time and what are they gonna experience yeah so it's um it's a it's, it's sort of a vendor event and a presentation event. Okay. So 
We will have a very large vendor room with hopefully up to 100 vendors that are anything from like crystal sellers to CBD sellers to authors that want to sell their books or psychics that want to give readings or any kind of different. Okay, that's cool. There's that's fun. several different types of psychics and how they do readings and we'll have several different ones there. Nice. Um, crystal balls. Anybody have a crystal ball anymore? Is that a thing? Um, there, There is that. Nice. I've never personally done one of those. That'd be kind of <laughs> fun actually. Um but there is, I, I don't know if there's been anybody that does a psychic ball or a crystal ball reading at my event. Um, but the stuff that they do is very similar. Mm -hmm. uh, there'll be, all of our speakers will have tables, including our special guests, which are celebrity special guests. They'll have tables when they're not on stage so you can interact with them or get autographs from them. And then there's this presentation room that'll be running all weekend too, where you can see a speaker on UFOs or a speaker on uh, ghosts or Bigfoot, and they're going to be all different spaced out. And the celebrities will all be giving a presentation too. And I think this year we have about we'll have a second room going this year actually, which will be the first thing in tandem. So I've always debated on I've always had enough presenters that i could open up a second room but i always i never really wanted them to overlap before mm -hmm. but i've had <clears> so i probably have 45 50 different people that want to present at my event it's hard to say no especially this will be the first year in this event the, this venue where we have another room to do it in so i'm a, i'm making it clear to them you may be up against somebody else but if you want to give a presentation in that room you can so we have about 25 to 30 presenters this year wow are a lot of them local presenters? Or? There are several locals, and s several of the local people I haven't quite announced yet, but I did announce a guy named Katie Stafford. Okay. He is a local guy, and he's been on a travel channel show called Ghosts of Morgan City. Okay. And this will be – uh, I've known him before, but this is the first year he'll give a presentation. Now, our more special guests are mostly – from other areas like grant wilson from ghost hunters is our big headliner he will be presenting this year um the picture i sent you was of dean Haglin. Mm -hmm. he was in the x-files he was one of the the uh <clears throat> the lone gunman and my parents got into that that yeah. show i never got into it i just i didn't watch much tv yeah. back when that show was on now he does presentations on the paranormal and conspiracies and stuff. And he also, he's a traveling stand-up comedian. So he's going to be doing a VIP comedian or a stand-up routine after okay. on Saturday night. So that'll be fun. I'm actually really excited about that because I've been such a fan of X-Files and them in particular, the, the characters. We also have uh, a couple called Greg and Dana Newkirk. They have a show on Amazon called hellier that's been very popular and dustin perry from ghost hunters and uh brandy green from ghost hunters international those are our big special guests this year i never got any into any of these shows but i'm it's sure actually, honestly been a long time since i've seen any of them kind of for me are they rock stars in this world I mean, Grant certainly is a founder. Of I could see that guy being a rock story. He's on X Files. No, Grant Wilson from Ghost Hunters. Oh, wh oh, who's the guy that was the X Files guy? His name's Dean Hagland. Dean Hagland. Okay. Yeah. But so they 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 are they all do all <coughs> these events, but I I'd say Grant is definitely 
he's one of the higher higher end special guests okay. out there. He was a lot of people's entry into the field was because of Ghost Hunters, the TV show, and he founded that with Jason. So. I I believe I've seen a couple episodes of that, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of hard to get into those shows for me because it's a lot of. See what happens next after this commercial. Yeah, there's that, and and then it's nothing. And then it's not, I don't know. It's hardly ever anything, or because it's TV, I am very skeptical. Oh yeah, very skeptical. It's for money. It's for advertising. If they're spending all this time and money and energy in an abandoned warehouse somewhere, and all of a sudden they hear a noise, to me it's a producer. Oh yeah. So it's just hard. It's really hard for me to to believe in something like that. I have always wanted because I'm so. Uh, skeptical about this stuff i have always wanted to do something like that and have an experience mm-hmm. but i mean what do i you know how I, do you... I could take you on one really oh absolutely really larry and i do them often yeah yeah would i freak out would i get scared <laughs> larry in the corner <laughs> saying oh yeah big grin on his face i would say that <laughs> in my experience this is what i tell most people before they come on something is you for the most part are going to freak yourself out more than anything that that's the thing like i would be more i'm more afraid uh because i am a hunter and i'm an outdoorsman i'm more afraid of animals i'm Mm, I'm just gonna like i don't want to go into an, an abandoned uh basement or shack or something that's in the middle of nowhere that it's hardly ever visited and there's like you know raccoons or mm-hmm. probably not a mountain lion but mountain lions scare the shit out of me i uh, was telling larry <laughs> i was telling larry on the way over here i actually stopped in the graveyard in kck that my grandparents are in last week and it was after dark and i saw a mountain lion in that graveyard jesus christ that's scarier than any ghost you're gonna find it's like oh man like yeah. this is <laughs> core kck mountain lion and there's neighborhoods all around it yeah, I, I, I can believe it. Yeah, I can definitely believe it. Bobcats, mountain lions—they're around here. Well, yeah, people hype themselves up for what's going to happen. Yeah, and then if a little sound happens, they're yeah. scared because they're already anticipating it. I can't say that that happens with everybody. That happens with the most people. Yeah, I could definitely get myself a little. But if I, yeah, I mean, but I'm not too worried. I know animals are just more afraid of yeah i would do that i would love to yeah well we'll set really all right hell yeah oh i'm excited (laughs) what are my odds of uh having an encounter probably not very high huh i can't guarantee anything of course not actually i just got the phone number for the place that i had my big experience that i told you about and hopefully we can get back in there if i do you can come along all right dude i'm excited you can stand where i stood when i got hugged i want to get well tell that guy to wear a condom or something i'm not getting any ghost aids man <laughs> i uh i brought you something from a haunted location really and it, I see it you got this crystal, like crystal. oh that's what it's you brought actually, nice it's actually salt oh rock salt or something what are they? this so in hutch uh, underneath most of kansas you brought that for me or just to show me no i put it i brought it for your studio sweet um yeah under most of kansas there's huge salt deposits and there's some of the biggest salt mines in the world are in kansas i had no idea in hutchison kansas there's a salt mine called well the museum part of it's called stratica and it's um they have a museum down there dedicated to salt mining but there's also 
like um, Hollywood uses it for storage. So there's miles of storage from old films and stuff. Hollywood uses it for storage? Yeah. Oh, um, wow. That's props. cool. You don't get to go into that area, but the right. museum gets to put stuff on display. There was actually one of the um, one of the little machines from Twister. Uh, what were they? The little devices they were trying to put in front of the those little UFOs? things, that, the little the Dorothys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one of those. There was a one, uh, there was the a Dorothy George, in there. Yeah, the oh, George cool. Clooney. Uh, maybe it was the Val Kilmer Batman suit. A uh, bunch of stuff from Men in Black, but. I got contacted because they wanted to do an event down there for paranormal. And I went out there and investigated it several times. And this is a piece of salt I picked up from there. Dope. And I didn't have any personal experiences down there. But several people that worked there did. They spent a lot of time down there. And salt is supposed to be protective. So maybe you could use it to protect your house. But it is from that salt mine sweet that's supposedly haunted dude thank you so yeah. much i'm putting it i have you know which is yeah. awesome i had two crystals and then i did a live show at a uh in a, a venue a couple months ago and i brought some of my stuff and i lost one of my crystals oh so this makes a great replacement for it yeah dude thank you that means a lot to me thanks don't well you you could probably lick it but I was going uh, to, I, yeah. I, I, to be honest, one, to be 100, I was going to wait till everybody left and then I was going to lick it. <laughs> I didn't so want to lick it in front of everybody. That part of the mine that that was from was dug in the 1950s and the, that mine went from the thirties up. They still mine it today in a different part of it. Um, they actually, everything that goes into the mine stays in the mine. They don't pay money to haul out trash or broken materials so it's all still down there and that's part of the museum but so are the toilets that did not come from one of the toilets but who knows what went across that piece since the 1950s i mean that's why i have such a strong immune system i've been licking shit like that since (laughs) i was two (laughs) so that would be my argument i'm not saying it's from a toilet that'd be my argument not to lick it but I can't oh, I'm going to lick it. I have other pieces, and I know other of my friends have licked it. They haven't licked that one. Even if they did, I'm, I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm going to lick it when you guys leave. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> yeah, I was even looking. I was like, I wonder if I took like a – I have a cheese grater. And when I have my eggs in the morning, if I just shave off on the cheese grater. Yeah. <laughs> it is um, – <laughs> I think Morton Salt is the company. Well, Morton Salt. I thought Salt. they were in U- uh, Utah. Was, I thought more. Oh, they was, probably right, have they're, them several. They're probably yeah. You're right. I, they're. I can't. So that's been four years, five years ago, and the name of the mine is not the same name as the company that mines it, and I can't quite remember. But it's one of the table salt companies. That's awesome. So. Hell yeah! Thank you so much, and it's going to protect me. <clears throat> Hopefully. Hopefully, salt is supposed to be protective. The, hmm. like, you've How you come? ever heard Why? of like the mythology of putting a ring of salt around something to okay to keep out bad spirits i've heard of something uh i mean it's even in, like in fairy tales uh, yeah, there's like something that. in the bible too oil they do some kind of oil in the bible i think where they they put it around like the uh foundation of the house yeah i mean there's several things that do that kind yeah of thing. even like animal blood on the door well, you mean just from the moses story no, no, just That's from uh, it's actual thing. You know, uh, it's, any it's something that animal? I like to. Uh, no, well, I'm sure that each sheep or something group had their different things, but this is something I like to to talk with people about a little bit. Have you ever noticed how there's a lot of people with red doors? 
on their houses? No, I haven't. No, you've never noticed that? It's I, kind of a trend. I don't notice things. It's 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 been like around that. for a long time, but that trend, even though it's trendy now and most people don't realize it, it comes from putting animal blood on their door to protect <laughs> the house from evil spirits. Wow. There's a lot of churches that use red door for symbolism, but that's where it comes from. Huh. So people that are just being trendy with their red doors in their neighborhoods, they don't realize that that symbolizes the blood that used to be put on front doors. That's the evil... Uh Stay off evil spirits. Yeah. There's different. Do you have a red door? No, I don't. That's why you got visited. Probably. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even paint my door red. (laughs) Or not. Yeah. Did you like it? Would you want another experience like that? Probably not from that thing. I mean, it did show my daughter being burnt to death. That's pretty bad, man. That's a nightmare. That's a fucking nightmare. Um, So I have a good friend. I'll, I'll shout her out. She's a big fan of the podcast. Her name is Brooke. She's a beautiful young lady, and she told me an experience. I told I, – she, she's a friend of the podcast, and I told her, like, hey, I got a paranormal dude on yeah. coming on, and you're going to love it. She's like, oh, ask him or talk to him about um, – she had an experience. <clears throat> three went – her sister and her mother all had the same experience, and they never talked about it until, like, a, recently. Mm-hmm. And it happened a long time ago, but they all had the same experience at different times where it was like a dude in like a top hat or something. Oh, yeah. Visited him hat at, man. Yes. Hat man. Hat man. Like at the edge of the bed and you can see the outline of this guy. And he, and he she said that uh, this time he had a top hat on. And yeah. in that house, they all had the same experience of this entity that looked like a man with a top hat on that visited him. Hat man is a very. Um, I. I. Uh, it's a, I want to say it's a very real thing, but that gives a different connotation that I believe that it's real. But it's something that a lot of people report. I'll put it that way. There's, I've never had an, ex, I've experienced shadow people. It's kind of put in the same kind of realm as shadow people. Hatman is a, seen as a type of a shadow person. What exactly is a shadow person? Whoa. From your front, front. What? How do you paranormal people or whatever that world? What do they explain? Or that's or, actually a big debate right now. There's okay. all kinds of different ideas of what um, shadow people could be. Okay, it's. I mean, pick pick your idea, and that's that's. But there's a group of people that think it's that. I. I'm gonna disappoint in saying that I. I don't know if I could put it. It's hard to put a motivation behind something that I can't. You know, I don't know what it is. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's hard. That's fine. I'm not. You're not the end all be all. I'm just throwing questions out there. I I couldn't say that there's. I couldn't say that I know what Hatman's motivation is. There's also people that have had Hatman invade their dreams, and. Do you give dreams any kind of credibility? I mean, I guess you do because of the dreams it's, that you had, the nightmare, the, the, your daughter. Yeah. I mean, I guess you give that some credibility, but do you think uh, dreams are just, like I said, I was in the NFL and mm-hmm. then immediately transitioned yeah. to the UFC. I love dreams, but yeah, I mean. Well, let's say if we are projected into our brains from another source, dreams could be an interpretation of something 
that we need to know or they could just be random with little droplets of things we need to know i mean that's it's another thing just like the paranormal field nobody knows what it means or what it is Mm -hmm. um i could brooke i think i would be happy to know that it the hat man is something that happens a lot to a lot of people so yeah, she she's said not that, yeah. alone yeah in that but i have a hard time with that and with any other type of ghost there could be what their reasoning for being there could be i mean clearly she didn't have a too bad of an experience right with it. i mean it probably scared her a little bit um I don't know. I it's I I don't want to say freaked. that she I, probably was turned on. Yeah, by I don't want to say that it was something protective when I don't know that. I don't want to say that it was something evil when I don't know that. Are there protective ghosts or I would think that entities? What what's the best way? What do you call these thi- entities? Ghosts. That's hard too because when I say it, <clears throat> so you're I mean, not there, you're is, not in the paranormal field, right? So right. I could say any number of them, and it probably means the same thing to you. But if somebody that's a researcher and not that i'm that worried about it on but if somebody's a researcher they'll like well didn't you mean this name instead of that name it's i kind of just use the, the term spirit okay i didn't but, know if there was like a certain vernacular that was across the board everybody agreed to for something no like that. absolutely not it's all over a lot the of place. a debate oh yeah mm-hmm. okay and there's different you know there's a hundred different types of something too that all have different names or a little bit different names so it's so hard to to speak on just generalities by using a certain mm-hmm. name of something when it and in some in some people's minds it means exactly this where in the rest of the world's mind it could just mean any number of things okay especially Does that that, answer your question? a little bit i guess i mean i guess Language is always interpretive and it's always growing, but it, it, I guess most people would understand if you said ghost or entity or spirit, at least North Northern Americans at least are going to understand. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, I guess that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Most people, <clears throat> most people even listening to my show where we talk about this stuff all the time, understand the different names necessarily, but they're not going to fault me for calling something a spirit when the description of what I might be talking about might fall under ghosts. If there's a difference in some people's minds, um, which there is in some people's minds, but in my mind, not necessarily because I kind of view it all as possibly coming from the same source. Do you have a lot of resistance when you bring this stuff up talking about paranormal activities? Not really. Really? I do. Do you are you kind of in an echo chamber, or do you not talk about this with everybody? Like, how open are you when you're talking about this kind of stuff? It's with? it's definitely changed over the years. When I first started, I wouldn't bring it up very much with people I didn't know necessarily. But now, even at work, like if a new person comes in, they're gonna. I don't talk about it a lot unless somebody asks me about it, but. I definitely don't keep it a secret. And when somebody asks me my thoughts on something, I don't hold back because I'm worried about what they might think. Is there anything you believe in? You say, I believe in the possibility, blah, blah, blah. But is there anything that you're like that UFO when I was seven and that other thing that the pyramid when I was 18? Like, I know, like, 
I know that was real. Like, do you know those were real? Or do you just <laughs> think they were real? Like, is there anything that you're like, I believe that this is whatever, 100%, like anything that you're like, I, I believe it. I don't know if you're going to like this answer. I, I don't like or dislike any answer. Okay. It's, I, I want the truth. The I, truth is the answer I yeah. like. I believe that I am some sort of entity having an experience. Mm-hmm. And I trust in whatever I'm experiencing, I'm supposed to have that experience. Even if it's just supposed to be random. So I I try not to put motivation behind that kind of thing. Okay. Even though I think that there's a good possibility there could be a motivation behind it, but I have no way of figuring that out. So instead of frustrating myself over it, I kind of just accept it as okay. a possibility. Okay. But you should... Ha- I, I'm kind of going to ex- accept that as an answer. However, you're running a convention. You yeah. have a podcast. But I'm also not asking anybody else to believe or not believe I'm or not, have yeah, a different I'm not saying you belief. are. No, no, I mean. But like in your heart of hearts, like you obviously have some kind of. <sighs> I have a personal interest in it. And yeah, I love like, reading I mean, like, about it and studying it. And but, I love learning about it. Mm-hmm. I even, uh, but you're so balls deep into this that you're throwing <laughs> on a convention. Like you don't do that unless you're super passionate. It's not like like yeah, me. But I can argue that there isn't necessarily because I don't have a because I don't have a belief. A f- belief for me is not the right word in how I view it. Okay. But because I don't have a hundred percent belief in something, doesn't mean I can't be passionate in it. Okay. In my viewpoint, anyways. Just a passion of learning about it, or learning about it, researching about it, experiencing it. Mm -hmm. Um. There also, there also is another another motivation that I don't hide. I get off on the challenge of putting the event together. Okay. Like it. It's it That's drives cool. me, and the satisfaction of having pulled it off has nothing to do with yeah. the paranormal. Right, right, right. And I, I love doing that. So I get it. It just happens to be something that I'm also passionate about. That's cool. So. That's cool. Yeah. Um. God, oh, I had a good one. I had a good question, and it and I lost it in that because I, I, yeah, I really like that answer <clears throat> of getting off on putting together an event like that and pulling it off. I threw together an event and didn't pull it off. Well, my and it first was demoralizing. Year, my first year of the event. It was dope, yeah. but it was demoralizing. It was dope for a lot of people, but yeah. for me, it was just... Un- I, I, Charlie, it, it wasn't a Charlie, I'm telling you, this clo- I was this close to quitting the podcast after that. Yeah, uh, we'll, yeah we'll talk about that later. Sorry. <laughs> I want to hear the story, but I'll, I'll say I'll tell, that We can first, talk about it when you're done with your... My first event, the first year that I did, this year will be the ninth year. Wow, congratulations. So, yeah, the first year I had, I had every year up until the last couple of years, everybody that came and spoke at the event volunteered their time. I would say 80% of the people speaking at the event this year are volunteering their time. And the people that I do pay are to get also get people in to hear the people that are volunteering their time cool so the first year i had people from all over the country coming to speak at my event and present i had volunteering that's huge i had 10 people buy tickets 10 and only five of them showed up i was so demoralized i got really drunk that night and everybody (laughs) said that i organized it so well that i just need to keep doing it keep figuring out figure out the marketing. i know man i know I know. And that's what I did, and I'm glad that I did because I 
easily could have given up and been fine with it. So, congratulations, man! Nine years is huge to mm-hmm. put on uh, a reoccurring event like that. Yeah. it's gotten bigger every year. It's almost doubled in size every year. Dude, you got you got legit people coming. Mm-hmm. Like, I was surprised. Like, I don't know these names that you're telling me, but I can. Uh, I can see that they're big names. Yeah. Like a dude that has a TV show, the Ghost Hunter guy. I know mm-hmm. that show. That's a big fucking show. Yeah, I've seen it. And then the Dean Hagland. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard the name X Files. That's huge. So like, my, how cool uh, is that to get like, quote unquote, celebrities at your event? Man, yeah. hell yeah. So my first year of the event, my budget overall of how much it cost was about five hundred bucks. This year. With sponsors and everybody helping out, the overall monetary value of the event is about twenty-five to $30,000. Holy shit. So I don't, and I always put it on as in I want to make my money back and I always have. Damn. Lo- but I don't try to like go, I always put the money back into the event. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Yeah. All right, you want to hear my I do. sad story? It's sad. I haven't talked about it. In fact, people listening to this now, It'll be redundant because, um, whatever. I record this episode and it's going to be put out next week. But tomorrow, episode 100 comes out and it's going to be the event. I'm putting the event <clears throat> out tomorrow for episode 100. So I I threw an event at a venue called The Rhino. I heard you mentioned that this in one of your past episodes that this event was coming up. Okay. You had. Uh, thanks for listening to my show, had, by the way. Uh, the guy from Fox 4. Yes. Is this that event? Yes. This okay. is that Sean Edwards. Yeah. Probably the coolest dude in Kansas City. Yeah. Just like a cool fucking dude. Like, not like, oh, that dude's cool. Like, this dude oozes. Like, he's got yeah. it. Like, this dude's friends with, like, major celebrities. Mm-hmm. And he talks about them like, oh, yeah, they're whatever. They're my friends. Like, yeah. no big deal. It's like, this dude's like, he's got the it factor. Yeah. And I didn't know that. I didn't know him from Adam when I got this, when I set this event up. So anyways, it was a live event at the Rhino in North Kansas City, and it was something I've been talking about, and I, I in my mind, came up with a really great night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was I had two stand-up comics. They each performed 20 minutes of material, yeah. and then I did the podcast on stage with Sean Edwards for a little over an hour, and then I'm into hip-hop, and I had two uh, really, some of my favorite hip-hop artists in Kansas City perform. And it was just like a whole like, I called it primordial brew. Yeah. It's, prim, you know, off primordial, whatever. Um, and I told everyone to come out. A lot of people said they were going to come out. I was selling tickets. I had this, my mom flew in from Michigan to come yeah. see this thing. Like, it was just like this cool thing I was super excited to throw. And pff, hardly anybody showed up. Yeah. Just no, but like hardly anybody showed up. And I, it felt like. I was having a birthday party and nobody came. Oh. And it was super demoralizing because I put all this love and effort into it. And I, I wanted to showcase my my friends, my people, everybody. I just wanted it to be a big pot. I didn't want to make any money off it. I, was, I gave all the money. I was going to give all the money to the performers. Yeah. And I didn't make any money on it, and but I still paid them something. I paid everybody a very, very small, 20 bucks or something a piece. Um, but yeah, it, it sucked. But I mean, the people that showed up had an amazing time. They loved it. It was a great concept. Mm-hmm. And everybody that showed up 
which the cool thing is the people that did show up all have been networking together. Like I brought people together and now I see them doing things together, Yeah, which is really cool that I was able to do that. But my, which is a success, mm-hmm. but in my mind it was a complete failure because you know, nobody, hurt, yeah. you know, it's just, I get that. I get that sense of, uh, a lot of my really good friends I've met by putting on my event and they all start doing things together. They didn't know each other before and they start doing, yeah. a lot of good projects have come out of yeah. them meeting through my event. And, um, if I had known about the event at that time, I would have came. Yeah. I didn't start listening to you yet then. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you've listened to a few episodes. That's awesome. What do you think of it? I like it. Yeah. It's um, it's a conversational podcast. So it's kind of podcast I like listening mm-hmm. to, and um, even though I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, get into the same kind of stuff that you get into. I do enjoy the conversations in them. Yeah, well, I get into all kinds of different shit. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to just every kind of walk of life I can get my hands on here in Kansas City. I love the fact that the conversation or the episode you had with the guy that owns the coffee place all was just about motivation and oh that was an old is the an black older guy one yeah I, I don't remember his name he owns a coffee place yeah in town, but it was, dream muscle coffee I listened to part of that episode yeah the, that, the first part of the episode was all about motivation though yeah which I thought was really good yeah that guy fuck that guy he owes me money he stole oh. he stole 120 bucks from me Oh, well, yeah. sorry to bring that up. No, it's no cool. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Who would know? No, he was cool. I like his. And, and the, the sad thing is he does make the meanest cup of coffee in Kansas City. Yeah. I would love to pro- promote him and his business a lot more. But the dude stole from me. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. Like, I almost didn't air the episode. But no. <clears throat> to be honest, I really needed content. And I was like out of episodes. So I was like, damn it. I have to throw it up here. So oh. I threw it up, whatever. It's fine. I I don't hold a grudge, but I will I will let people know. I'll I don't hold a grudge. It's fine, but I'll let people know who is a piece of shit and who isn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, whatever, man. Like that's, yeah, it's probably why I have a little bit of beef in the city yeah. with some people. Well, people have beef with me. Yeah, I guess I have some beef with people too. Let's be real. State your line. I got beef with, and you can tell them. Or not. I know yeah. you're going to be on their podcast. You I don't say, have a hey, date set yet, so if they're listening to this, they might not have He's not. They're not listening to this. <laughs> they're not listening to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> so, I guess basically everything is simulation theory. This is all a glitch. I think that that's a high is that possibility. Really? I mean, it would, it would certainly explain... It explains a lot. Most things. But is that such, is that an easy cop out? It, I think, I think that, I think that it's viewed as that for sure. Cause mm-hmm. it, it, um, it kind of negates the sense of the need for morality. Because if you're not in charge, yeah, then you can lay off what bad things you do on the simulation. You know, I, yeah, I kind of look at it as, not if you're not in charge, but if you are in charge. In charge within the simulation? Yeah, like this is a video game. Yeah. I'm going to play it like a video game. Yeah. <clears throat> and to be honest, like I said, I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory, but I really, really like it. And I've been telling myself that I like it more and more lately and just trying to get to a point 
if I do believe it enough as to like a hardcore Christian believes in God, Mm -hmm. then maybe I can get myself to start playing this video game better and being more, you know, successful in air quotes just with, with life in general. I don't know. It's something I'm messing around with and I'm hoping, I don't know. Like if you believe you are, I don't believe I'm Neo by any stretch of the imagination, but if I'm in the video game, maybe there's something I can do to make this reality better. Yeah. I mean, I, but yeah, I, with the mor- with, 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 with morals. Yeah. <laughs> My own set. Like, not like, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, morals is a very relative objective thing, right? But I think that it's just like with religion, I I would assign the simulation thing. If you're a good person, then, you know, you're not, I I don't know. (laughs) I know, I I don't mean to go too deep on it. No, 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 it's not that, it's just, it's... With morality, if you're... I don't know. Yeah, that's a perfect answer. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's so much possibility. Yeah. That is with all of that. And I, 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 I like the idea that we have purpose rather than no purpose at all. Okay. Which would be more of the side, which you talked about where you are in control, even though you're within a simulation. Mm hmm. Yeah, but then who knows? Maybe maybe our purpose is outside of the simulation. Maybe we're in the simulation because we wanted to get away from our purpose. Or, I mean, who knows? Who knows what happens when we wake up? If it's a simulation, you know what I mean? Like, when this all ends. I mean, that's a whole other can of worms, I suppose. We go old school Alex Jones in that yeah. this is just a prison planet. And our souls are sent here to to be punished. Hmm. I haven't heard that. I mean, he's more I know of some, a I know some Alex Jones, yeah. parapolitics guy, but that was an <clears throat> original thing that he used to push way back in the day. Yeah, I know I know some stuff about him, but I don't know a ton. He's super entertaining. I think it is I think it's an atrocity that he got shut down by yeah. iTunes. Is- yeah, the censorship. I, I am super, super, super free speech. And to just yeah. deny him of his speech. It's something is we've talked about uh, on our show often about the fact that podcasts haven't been regulated yet, but it's probably coming. Yeah, you think so? I don't see how they can keep it without having regulation in the future. Why? I think it's just an opportunity. Who's going to regulate it? The government? Like, yeah. I mean, this is all through... And, they're, uh, and it's even down to... Even if it's not that they censor any one podcast, even though they they kind of did that with Alex Jones, he can still put it out on his private thing. Mm-hmm. But they already, they're already doing that to a point. And I'm not talking about like government regulation. Companies oh, yeah, like Facebook, Facebook YouTube, and, and that's just, I think, the next Patreon. step will be saying that there has to be some actual regulation, governmental something doing that. Yeah, I hate that. 
I, I really hate that. I don't understand it. I don't understand what YouTube is doing right now with, with a lot of their censorship. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've really ramped it up lately with um, it's a tough with, thing with, with because, COVID-19. Yeah. They're saying a lot of things, if you put on YouTube and mm-hmm. it doesn't agree with the World Health Organization, yeah. they're going to just strike it and, and get rid of it. That's a tough thing because they are a private business. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to say that they don't have the right to do that. Right. But then again... People don't have an outlet that they can build themselves to be at that point. Yeah, which I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, I don't understand how YouTube has the monopoly that they have. Mm -hmm. Basically, there's nowhere else. Like this podcast goes out on YouTube. And I wish or not only do I not not only do I wish, but I also don't know why there's not another. Uh, platform like that where people can upload their content you know yeah, there's, I there's vimeo i guess yeah. but is that really like i don't know why there's not another just thing where you upload stuff like you do youtube but it's it's just a different company like why is it only youtube i wonder uh, you think about back like you learned in school and history that monopolies always got broken up by the government because mm-hmm. there couldn't be a monopoly on like say there's an ammunition company that made all the ammunition mm-hmm. they, they broke it up so that there was competition right is the same can the same thing be said about social media is it a monopoly that needs to be broken up well, social media takes over that yeah and then, oh I, I don't think social media is a monopoly because you have instagram you have facebook twitter what's that right wing one What's that right wing one that they have now? That's uh, yeah. There's another. It's not right wing. But I know there's several, but the big God. ones are the big ones. Like yeah, but there's the, only they one buy YouTube. Up the little ones too. Yeah, that's true. And I well, there are other ones, but they're nowhere near. Like there's there's conspiratorial. I can't remember the names of them. There's there's a few other ones, but they're nowhere near what YouTube is, of course. Right, which is fine. I just wish there was something that would at least rival it. Yeah. Well, Thanks then YouTube will buy it and just integrate it <laughs> into theirs. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It is a monopoly, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. I wish there was, yeah, more freedom out there. Um, well, I guess the base of it has to be internet freedom, but then you you have to get people to come to your mm-hmm. site. So. so with all the uh, – I'm jumping all around here, um, but whatever. With all of the – I'm sure you do a lot of different research – with uh paranormal activity and such do you get deep into like uh the egyptian type stuff like stuff with the pyramids and and the hieroglyphs and kind of that um that whole scene like like a lot of people like to think aliens helped like i don't know do you do you research that or look into that at all or is that i can't say that i've spent any good amount of time researching i i'm the type of person that I read something once, I catalog it in my head, and then at some point it could pop out again. So I have lots of random facts about Egyptian things in my head, but I, I have to be in the moment for it to pop back up again. I can't say that I've sat there and really dug into Egyptian stuff. I think that... Or any kind of ancient yeah, culture like that? I think it's very interesting that ancient cultures that are on different sides of the planet that weren't supposed to ever have connections between each other all have the same base kind of gods, the same, some of the same technology, some of the same um, knowledge about our planetary system right, right. that they wouldn't have, have been able to observe from the ground. 
and they're all over the world and they kind of when you even though they had different names for things and different practices in some cases they all kind of tie back to the same story even the bible ties back a lot of their main stories within the bible if you want to believe it or not those lines all come from ancient stories mm-hmm. and they are, they're kind of all the same thing it, you know, that's a big generalization. I know mm-hmm. there's differences, but they all have the same threads, they seem like. So there had to be either they all came from the same place and the stories originated there and went out, or there was some kind of contact between the two, whether it was facilitated by some kind of technology that we don't have now, which could bring in aliens. Uh, there's all kinds of ancient stories that when you read them in a certain way, read as aliens yeah and even rides in ufos and stuff like jesus that. was probably an alien huh could be i mean <laughs> uh why why couldn't he be exactly yeah i mean even even if you are a christian and believe in the bible i mean it still would seem that it's okay to believe that he was an alien because he was from another maybe not necessarily an alien but internet uh, interdimensional traveling being perhaps well, i mean even, even if like, you believe in the bible you believe in inter yeah. you know interdimensional traveling if you go to heaven or hell that's another dimension that you're crossing over yeah. to once you pass I even suppose. like the vatican has a huge astronomy department oh that's right they have and a telescope called lucifer about, they right? do, even though they don't necessarily um flat out say they believe in aliens it's in their subtext in a lot of their um drawn a blank of there's a certain group within the vatican that really has talked about extensively about alien life and wow and things like that that i've read about and it's hard to believe anything you see on the internet these days of course but <laughs> right there's there's a lot of talk about that i've seen that are supposed quotes from people within the vatican talking about when aliens arrive oh wow and that they're planning for it and they know that it's going to happen really yeah that i didn't know i know there was uh somewhere in ezekiel right that they had there's like a book of ezekiel is full of flying objects yeah there's like a ufo in Mm -hmm. in the book of one of these fiery chariots yeah stuff like that it's like a spinning something or other yeah Mm -hmm. who knows yeah I like, do you, I know, whatever, same answer, but you might get give me a different answer with this, but do you believe in aliens? And I'm not saying, do you believe that they've come here or been in spaceships? Or do you believe in uh, life on other planets? I think that it's, um, what's the right word? I'm looking for the right word. I think that it's more likely that there is and there isn't. Mm-hmm. I think that it would be shocking if there wasn't right i i don't see how that's it, how it would be possible that there isn't right it's why not. if if, <clears throat> if space is how we perceive it and it's really that expansive it can't just be us nope <laughs> i don't think so either i did hear the only argue uh, i guess maybe the the most uh credit i don't know what the word is i'm dumb uh, but i did hear a pastor say one time that we are the only ones because god was proving how great we are that there is absolutely nothing else and how and special and great the we rest are. of it 
Because he can? <laughs> Why does anybody do anything? But yeah, you're right. Space as science says it is, is so massive. It would take more than our lifetime to go to the next star and with the technology we know. Mm-hmm. What would be the point of having it out there? Yeah. I don't know, a little Dicky. He's a rapper. Don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah. But in one of his songs, he says, you know, maybe this was just a side project for the guy. <laughs> Why can't there be aliens out there? Maybe this yeah. was just some, you know, we had dinosaurs. He got rid of them and just, you know, here's another side project. Maybe he's got these little projects all over the place. Yeah. He's just some. It's like a playground. Yeah. Just some kid, <laughs> you know, creating shit all yeah. over uh, his playground. Then you got the multiverse. Yeah. God, we haven't even touched on. Uh, I got to pee. Do you want? Do you have to go anywhere? Do you want to stop, or you want to keep going? I don't going? have to go anywhere. I think we have about an hour left before we have to okay. go. Okay. Can we uh, stop and uh, use the restroom because I'm it's a horrible show. podcast host and I have to do this every time. I have it's to stop fine. and pee. It's fine with me. Good, Charlie. You know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Let's. Uh, we haven't even really touched on your podcast, but we will. But before that. Let's talk about Big Rip Brewing, Brewing Company. Yeah, Big Rip Brewing Company. You've got a sponsor. I do. I a have, beer sponsor. I have a beer sponsor. Do you know how bad I want a beer sponsor? I drink. You asked any? I haven't asked anybody to sponsor no. me at all in any any shape or form. No, I have. Uh, That's insec- all it took. For I'm me. very insecure. Yeah, I should fix that light back there. Or whatever. Fuck it. Um, well, they started sponsoring the events, and then eventually I talked them into also. They they would give me a gift card for for beer nice. for the to drink on the podcast. So so Big Rip Brewing Company is in North Kansas City. Yes, small little brewing company, uh, a dope little spot, makes great beer. I mean, what can you say about them? I mean, that's crazy that they- I I've had a <clears throat> wonderful relationship with them over Man. the last four years, and uh, they. Uh, they do an event every year that's a lot of fun. It's their brew fest. It's all the breweries in town almost and a couple distilleries. And uh, I don't know if it's going to happen this year because it's supposed to be in June. But it's, uh, you know, a few bucks. You get a glass. You get to go around and drink all afternoon. They make good beer. They have a they have a tap room in North KC. And I've never had a bad beer from them. And I'm honestly saying that not just because they sponsor me. They got a little room back there you can do? They have a tap room, and they have a, an event space in the back, too. Hmm. Outdoors or indoors? Both, actually. They have an outdoor Speakers patio. and everything set up to do? Yeah. Oh, wow. They are they they at one point were going to work with, I think it was Alamo Draft House, and put in a video screen in the background. Oh, cool. But I don't know if that's still in the plans. But, yeah, so they... And they have a barbecue joint next door that you can order, and they'll bring the I've barbecue I've done that, over. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a food truck. Now it's a place next door. They well, they they <clears> do <throat> the food trucks from time to time, too, but there's actually a barbecue place attached. Okay. So you can just order, and oh, they'll bring it over okay. to Yeah, there's a couple spots down there. I'll have to uh, maybe reach out, th- at least think about that. I do want to do another event, and I have a guest. I'll do one with you. Okay. I do have a guest in mind, uh, Crystal Lampant, if anybody knows her she used to have a morning show on one of the local 41 oh wait the spot who's the spot local 41 62 uh 38 38 38 she had uh she had yeah some good yeah she's been on local tv uh so i thought about doing an event with her i think she would do it 
And if nobody shows up, that's fine because she is a dimey dime, and I would not mind sitting across from her talking to her. She's, I met her. She's, yeah. Anyways, let me take a sip of this big rip uh, Irish ale. Yeah, the anti grabber. Anti grabber. Yeah. So you said all their beers are named after horror flicks. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't know exactly what anti grabber is a reference to. I. As weird as it might be being in the paranormal field, I'm not a huge horror fan. I like classic okay. horror. Like, I like all the slasher films from the 80s and whatnot. And I like Stephen King films. And I, I do like a few horror films, but it has to have, like, a psychological bent to it for me personally. Yeah, I'm not into that shit either. I'm not into blood and guts, kind of just shock horror. I'm, I don't really I did. I mean, Jason and Friday the 13th. Yeah, I can't say that that's psychological horror, but to me that's right. classic horror and kind of campy and fun to watch. Yeah, around those Halloween are fun. Time. But yeah, but I I yeah. never did. Yeah, I'm the same way. I never I can't get into horror. Like they don't scare me. Yeah, that's the point of them, right? They're supposed to be scary, but they just. Yeah. I'm not a big scare me. Blood guts guy. Oh, the thing that comes out. Larry says anti grabber is the thing that comes out of aliens' mouth in the aliens movie. Oh, hmm. I was. I was thinking the closest I was going to come up with was Tremors. That's what I was thinking too, actually. <laughs> this is a, something that. Kills well, those the, were the graboids. The graboids, yeah. Oh, what a great movie! Oh, Tremors is a classic. I don't yeah. know if that's a horror flick, but that's a good movie. Uh, there was one horror flick that I thought was good that I liked, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I've seen that one. It was good. Yeah. For that style, but yeah, I'm not into yeah. that style. Yeah, I, I'm more of a psychological fan myself but big rip you make a good beer and thanks for sponsoring uh jason over here what is your podcast called it's called the ectoplasm show the ectoplasm show yeah if you search it online or any we're on any of the platforms it's uh, actually slimer as our logo what's slammer slimer oh slimer Slimer. yeah yeah yeah. i was gonna say it had to be a ghostbusters um so yeah, it, it's a pink background with the green slimer on there. Says the ectoplasm show. That's our show. And you've been doing that for a while. Yeah, I think it, it's the first year. <clears throat> We're on almost three hundred and fifty. I think I've been going for four years, and it was going for six months before I got on it. Yeah, see, that's why I'm not like super braggadocious about episode one hundred. Whatever, it's only a hundred. There's uh, people like me that's got three fifty. Con- it's know? a big thing to get to a hundred. <laughs> Most I guess. don't. Yeah. Some, you know, it's a, and it also, you do one a week, which right. is a lot, you know, shows that do more than one a week, um, like we've done in the past, get there a lot faster. And it's yeah. a lot easier to do that. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, 100's a big number. And you should be proud of it. Anybody that sticks with anything more than a few months, because I don't know what it was like for you in the beginning, but if you don't see those numbers ticking up really fast, you get, demoralized and why do i keep doing this when it shouldn't really be about the numbers right you want that of course if nobody's listening to you what's the point but mm-hmm. yeah uh, i i'd say you should definitely be proud pr- all right well thanks it's cool <laughs> thanks charlie well i'm proud i did 100 this will be 101 so we'll na- label this uh paranormal 101 the class <laughs> uh how so it's called ectoplasma ectoplasm ectoplasm show and yes. you guys talk about all paranormal stuff basically yes, or what we do different topics from time to time we also do episodes where we're just reading current events 
that have a paranormal bent. Sometimes um, we throw in conspiracy episodes. That's right. We haven't talked any conspiracies. Yeah, conspiracies. Are, now, when you are talking conspiracy type stuff, like what you said you have conspiracy stuff at the Paracon. There's a few people a few? that are interested in that. We've never had okay. a full-on presenter. Okay. And it's 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 not that they I've thought about putting on a separate event of just conspiracies. It's not that they don't mix. It's that I don't know if uh, as much as I find them interesting, maybe not enough crossover. It's not that I don't want to alienate people, but I don't really care that much. There is a large group of conspiracy theorists that are just nuts. They're just crazy. Yeah. They get in your face. They smell really bad. <laughs> and they don't leave you alone. Uh, and as much as I don't want to judge those people. Okay. Because I am interested in all the stuff that they're talking about. <coughs> but they are full on hardcore belief in everything. And it's hard. Okay. And it turns off a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I don't Okay. I'm afraid to bring that full on element into my event. That makes yeah, yeah, you're smart. Why do that? Why yeah. why why fix what's not broken? Like Yeah, you've got a good thing going. Why bring in a whole other subset mm -hmm. that could really throw a monkey wrench into the whole situation? And they are not that people in the paranormal field aren't passionate but they're super passionate like to the mm -hmm. point of if you don't listen to them in the right way they get offended and i don't want that i don't want that atmosphere yeah a lot of animosity and negativity mm -hmm. could be involved yeah. with that for sure uh however i do like it's hard for me again with a lot of this stuff it's hard for me to to really believe fully in a lot of stuff but there are some really good conspiracies that i like yeah. I like I like a good conspiracy theory. And well, there are what, some. What are your favorites? I mean, gosh, you know, if we've been to the moon or not. Yeah. I. I don't know that we've been. I don't know. I don't, I don't know think we that we've been. Either. I don't think that we've been. I don't know, if Larry feels like telling a story on the air. They don't know your last name, Larry. You're more than welcome to come over there and get on his mic real quick. I, I yeah. can, I'm going to mention it regardless. So can you speak be for coming uh, from you, Larry? Well, you can tell it so much better. His dad walked in on the moon stage set once. Holy shit. Now they now there have now that is known that they did do some staging. That they this did was some for a major aircraft company in Kansas. Well, the company is in Kansas too, so I, I thought that Boeing you said this took place in Kansas, but yeah, it was on the East Coast. Okay, um, huh? And that was when? What year? Yeah, in the nineteen eighties. So it was well after. It wouldn't have been like the original ones, but it would have right. been the later ones. Well, and what would so have been this, a point? What, what Larry told me, since he's not going to come on, right. is he. Worked for this major aerospace corporation. His dad did. Yes. Boeing. He was in we'll the say. facility. I think it was Northrop. I thought you said Northrop. This is why I wanted you to tell the story because it's been a while. But anyways, he walked into this area of the building that was set up exactly like the moon. They even had like machines and stuff and stuff that was supposed to be on the moon. These people ushered him out and told him he was not allowed to tell anybody about what he saw. Huh, that's it? That's I mean that's it, but that's more than no. I mean, 
Okay. And for a lot, and no, he's never told anybody but Larry, and Larry's the one that let it slip. Huh. What would be the point of that? Why? I mean, couldn't there be an explanation for that? Like, was there a movie? What was it? A real uh, movie? Like, it could was be, it, but it wasn't like or, or commercial the, or something or or. I don't. I don't. Yeah, know. there's a lot of questions that need to it's, be asked. It's. Is your um, dad still around? Can I get him on the podcast and talk about it? He was, but he's not now. Look, my dad was uh, retired right before he came general. He was. Up. Really? I need to get my dad. I've 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 thought about asking my dad what he can because he's got. <clears throat> he was uh, uh, the wing commander, which means you're like basically the head of a certain base. He was a uh, the head of a base in North Dakota which is where all of our nuclear stockpile is. He said if he if North Dakota that base was a country, it would be like the third largest nuclear power in the world. Wow. So he was in charge of that. You know there's he a conspiracy that went around for a little while that was stated that North Dakota was not a real state. What well, was that it was just a place on the map that wasn't real. Uh, I never understood I never really dug into it and it, it obviously sense. didn't but there was a group of people that believed that. So everything could be. Well, you know, birds don't exist. But it is, you know, they could be robot pigeons for the government. <laughs> right. That's why Corona's us. going down. Everyone's in <laughs> lockdown so they can change out the batteries in these pigeons. As far as the <laughs> moon goes, I um, I think that the motivation for us to get there could have absolutely caused them to fake it. Fake it. Yeah. Whether we've been back or not since then, I think they had a high you know need to get there first so right. they would have had the motivation to do so and the fact that they say which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to say that we've lost the technology to go to the moon and we need to recreate it and we can't go to the moon wait that's an excuse that we lost the technology nasa says themselves that we at, at, they're they're starting to work on it again but at one point over the last decade i've seen it several times where they state that they don't have the te- they no longer have the technology to go to the moon. That's the worst excuse I've ever heard. Why? Because we don't have any Nazi science, a Nazi NASA scientists over I, there anymore. I, I don't know, but it's definitely this is official stuff from NASA, and it it may have just been more speculation rather than practice, but it's definitely been mentioned by NASA. I, I that's a horrible excuse. How can we land uh, a rover on Mars, but we can't land? on the moon it's more about the life support system for the astronaut i believe Uh huh i i don't i don't know but i've definitely seen those statements come out of nasa and i and it's not you gotta be careful if it comes out of nasa right i mean no yeah i mean if they're behind this whole you know this whole lie of that we've been there i don't know who was the first man on moon neil armstrong neil armstrong you look at that dude. Look at him in the eyes. That guy. That guy doesn't have the face of a dude that's he, been on the moon. He punches anybody that questions him personally. Of course he does. Yeah. He's crazy. It's also, and I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it thousands of times because I'm in the field. But there's a meme about Neil Armstrong that his name and the first letter of his name, uh, last name, backwards is alien. I've never seen that no. or heard that. That's beautiful. It's, it's you know, been wow. a lot, but it's A 
Right. I know I see it in my head right yeah. now, and I, d- I can't even spell. And technically, if he did go to the moon, he was the first alien on the moon because he wasn't from the moon. Sure. Yeah. He doesn't. That, that guy doesn't look like he's been on the moon. I don't know. But I, I do know that he was recently in the last, I don't know, five years, he was in Antarctica and started tweeting out weird things, and that got shut down fast. Oh, really? Yeah, something about a pyramid and something else in Antarctica that wasn't supposed to be there. I don't remember the details. Now we're it's talking flat earth. Into, yeah. Um, There's no way that dude believes in flat earth. I mean, if he's been to the moon, right? Well, it d- depends on what he believes in and what he puts himself out there to be. Yeah. So, right. I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff with Antarctica, too. There's been a lot of is, is high-profile celebrities and, and other people that aren't scientists about going Antarctica. to Antarctica in the past few years for whatever reason. It has to be flat Earth related, right? I, I, don't, that's, I mean, that's that what I would assume. Fuels all that for sure, right? Uh, maybe they just want to experience it. I mean, technically, if you have the money, you're supposed to be able to travel to Antarctica. It's mm-hmm. not owned by any country, so I can say that I would like to visit it sometime. Yeah, I, why not? I, I, so I it could know. definitely be that. Why wouldn't they want to if they had the money to do so? But there's the whole was it admiral bird from the 30s or 40s wasn't it that he claimed that he came across a race of people that were from the inner earth when he first flew into antarctica okay i don't know that one no um you're putting me i'm putting myself on the spot but um he is an admiral and he flew a mission into antarctica and when he came back, he was talking about how he actually flew into the center of the earth and met this whole race of other beings hmm. there. And then he returned. I don't like it. And then that's the reason why Antarctica is the way it is now. Which that, is? That it's not owned by any government. And really, we only send scientists there and um, we protect it. <coughs> Huh. I've never thought a whole lot about it, about Antarctica or, yeah, I just assumed it was just a desolate ice sheet, like not any real reason to go there, unless you're a scientist maybe collecting ice core samples or something, Or trying to hide from something. Who? Scientists? Like Nazis running away in World War II. No, they went to Argentina. Well, yeah, but that's, Argentina's the jumping off point. Yeah, but when it, I mean, you can go to Argentina now, and there's there are towns that are basically Germany. No, that's <clears> true. I mean, they're, I mean, they speak there's German. There's a colony down there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can go into some of these people's houses, and they have photos of Nazis on their wall, and they're like, oh, that's Grandpa, so and so. He was a Nazi, and I'm proud of it, and we love that he was. Like that's going on right like today. Well, to be fair, my family has a photo of my grandfather on the wall. He happened to be in the German army, but we don't celebrate it. Because well, it's celebrated that. down there. No, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, that would be interesting, I guess. Yeah, if, if, if Grandpa Hans was was a Nazi, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's something to recognize. Maybe not celebrate. I mean, that's a whole nother. Well, I mean, as far as Project Paperclip goes. and Right, there we go. Um, you know. Paperclip, uh, Project Paperclip, by the way, was uh, 
for those of you that don't know, was was basically getting the Nazis from Germany over mm-hmm. to our NASA program. And, so and if, our, if that was the case, of course, if, if we were getting a lot out of that, if the Nazis wanted to have a little town in Argentina, they probably just let them do that. Well, why not? We let yeah. them run our space program. Mm-hmm. We, we let them get us to the moon. I mean, uh, Franz Hopper yeah. would have been today uh, charged with, with, with crimes against humanity. Mm-hmm. Like he was and that's what the <clears throat> Americans got. Imagine whatever the Nazis cooked up for the, the Russians. Because oh, they got a whole group of them, too. And they actually got the first group of them because they were there first. I didn't know that. I never looked into yeah, it. Was I, actually it makes split sense. up between the two um superpowers so we got a group of scientists and they got a group of scientists who knows what the scientists that went to russia actually cooked up in their lab it could be like stranger things kind of things never seen it you've never seen it well it's basically your little uh interdimensional portal opened up in a basement of some federal government building Mm, i will i would believe that if russia was a successful country that's true but maybe they sunk all their money into it and then it just ended up killing a bunch of their soldiers yeah, but then that's unsuccessful. Yeah, no, definitely unsuccessful. But that doesn't mean that the technology wasn't created. Sure. And still I mean, they do have there. great. I mean, we've been hitching rides with Russia for a very long time to outer space. We haven't been successful. I mean, now we're starting to get there with Elon Musk and yeah. SpaceX and stuff like that, which is uh, which is pretty dope. Have you seen the Starlink satellites go over yet? I've been wanting to go out and try to catch them, but I haven't. No. I don't even know what you're talking about. So it's a series of satellites. I think there's a good dozen or two dozen that they're all evenly spaced and they they're going around the planet now. And he wants to get hundreds of them up there. So it, when like the sun's setting and when it just gets over the horizon, you can see a whole line of like 24 plus satellites go by. And uh, I've been we talked earlier about how UFO sightings have been up. I've actually been going out trying to spot those as well as UFOs recently. Haven't yet, but haven't seen there's plenty yet. of video <clears throat> of them. Yeah. You can see them on those apps that track the, things in the sky. The problem with video this day and age is there's just so much, there's so much stuff that's easy to fake with technology that's now able to get on. I can get stuff on my computer right now and I can make a good, good enough video that might make you think oh yeah, yeah absolutely like and I that's saw, why you got to question everything online yeah exactly it's it's really hard yeah um i mean yeah but i, I love that kind of stuff yeah uh what other conspiracies i don't know i'm into a lot of uh well 9-11 i'm into that you know i when my mom was visiting recently i was kind of getting her into some of these uh tower seven mm-hmm. type stuff and 9-11 is really touchy Mm-hmm. Because even if some science is there, so many people died that there's always going to be that element that looks at you in a bad way because of the death that happened. Okay. Because you're talking about that it may not be what the official story is. I'm think- actually dealing with a little bit of that with the ectoplasm show. Just a little bit. Not a lot, but... W- you know, how could when we do our episodes where we're talking about current events, how could we not talk about COVID? And we've talked about all the different ideas behind conspiracies behind COVID. And we don't necessarily put it out there. We believe any of this stuff, but we talk about it and we discuss it. And we, you know, we have a general um, mistrust of government powers to begin with as we on should. our show. As anybody so, should, right? But we've gotten some blowback. 
even from people that I know have been hardcore conspiracy theorists, they don't want us talk. They don't want to hear it. It's almost like because it's happening to them now, they don't. They're too afraid. Hmm. And they don't want us talking about it because it spreads fear. That's the direct feedback that I've gotten, and only from a few people. What? But okay. That's only the people that reached out to me. It's like right because that's a percentage it's happening of people right that actually now, think it right because it's happening right now and they are afraid and they don't know what to do when there's a source talking about something different than what even if you take the government connotation out of it the the people that are supposed to tell us what to do in these situations are telling us to do something and then our show comes along and says well they're not right there's possibility that they're not right okay we're not telling you this is how it is but this is what people have come up with and have some little bit of proof or evidence possibly that it's not right that we're making them question what they feel is protecting them what what kind of conspiracies are conspiracies are you guys talking about or that are out there that you are giving credence to are surrounding covid well even at the base of conspiracy for covid is that they're inflating the death numbers they are doing that 100 yeah. percent. that's not a conspiracy that's being that's being it's not a conspiracy but it technically it is because it's against what the reported numbers are yeah yeah okay i mean i think a lot of that i mean yeah. it's in the mainstream that it's that they're just reporting all these deaths as covid when they're not right but it's also if you're it's also questioning the thought that that person died of covid or not so it is a it is a conspiracy theory okay um i mean down to even that it's not even a real thing that it's a psyop just to see how quickly we can control the population oh pretty fucking quick yeah it was super fast (laughs) i mean it was in in our show we've actually been following covid since beginning of december oh wow okay so i've been following it yeah i've been following it. it since about january yeah i thought i was we early. started talking about it on our show when it was just a small little virus popping up in china, china and yeah. i actually listened to a few other shows that knew people in china and they talked about it so that's why we were talking about it but it wasn't anywhere where anybody was really oh, it took, it, it, we to were it. late to the party it, it took yeah. a while for a, a lot of people to get uh awoken to, to but then COVID. it happened really fast i remember mid-march like beginning of march sitting there within a week the entire the every major mm-hmm. sports shutdown yep within a couple of days that was huge that almost seems like it was planned like i know that maybe one domino falls and the rest fall right but those sports are major corporations and their entire means billions of, of dollars yeah was just shut off but they all did it immediately like it was almost they were told to do it i think they probably were they probably were but they didn't put it out there as that they just they decided out of their good nature that they needed to shut down but it, i mean it did it was all within a month that the country was just everybody had to stay at home or not even a month within a week everybody had to stay home mm-hmm. um i know that that's you know we live in a larger city so it's not representative of like the outer counties right. and stuff like that but 
it was it was pretty telling how fast um everything was shut down and then if they're you know even there's if you see somebody doing they're not something they're not supposed to do, you're supposed to report it. Oh, snitches! If yeah. a business <clears throat> is doing business, you're supposed to report it. It's, well, that was California's big thing, right? Yeah, Gever- it's, Newsom. Whether or not there's any conspiracy behind it, you can absolutely see that they can just do whatever they want, and everybody, for the most part, everybody will fall in line for a little bit. But you're starting yeah. to see that backlash is, now. There is a backlash. I mean, it's America. We're if, supposed if, to be yeah. free. If we're if we're gonna keep on the par- on the conspiracy side, um, I can see those those backlash, the protests being let happen, so that if a second wave comes through, they could be blamed for it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they do need a scapegoat for sure. Um, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's an interesting one. It's crazy how clo- how how quickly every shut down, but I do like seeing people start to rebel against it. Mm-hmm. You know, I like say, hey, uh, with, with I've, you know, it was so new taking a conspiracy out out of it. It was so new, we didn't know what to do. We were freaking out. Is yeah. this the Spanish flu all over mm-hmm. again? Are we going to lose millions of people? And then now that we're getting more and more information of our own because you can't trust anything that comes out of China. No. But now that well, we're that getting was it, our beginning argument was yeah. There's no way that there even there was even like a it was a economic corporate not corporation but an economic think tank that studied trends that found that their number of death and infection followed an exact trend that was mathematically impossible. That those were just numbers that they were coming up with using a formula and putting out there uh-huh. and there's no reason i there's no reason to believe that china would tell the truth about the number of people that died or were infected oh no within I, the country you can't trust a thing that comes out of them but um so there but as far as our powers that be whoever that might be or whatever they were in a catch-22 they you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't if mm-hmm. if they if they don't react and it gets it's really bad then that looks even worse than overreacting right but now at this point i think it's kind of clear it definitely doesn't kill as many people as we thought it was yeah, the so mortality rates less than one percent getting back to even if you don't necessarily believe in capitalism our country can't survive like this. Oh no no no! We're, we're, we yeah. have to re- we have to get back to some sort of quote unquote normalcy. Or we got to open the economy back yeah. up. Yeah, we're. I don't think we've even seen the repercussions of this oh, yet. No. Like I think in another three or four months, we're going to see the the ramifications that the shutdown really had when we lose. I don't know. I think I've heard maybe up to like 30, 35% of businesses are, mm-hmm. are going to just disappear now. Like they're not yeah. going to be able to reopen. Like this is going to, we haven't seen it yet. And now it's turned, it's turned very political. You got, you know, the right and the left just yelling at each other. And you know, the left thinks if you want to open things, you're murderers. And if mm-hmm. you're on the right and you don't wear a mask, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just. There's definitely a big group within what could be called conspiracy theorists that believe that this was definitely used, even if it wasn't created, it was definitely used 
to shut down small business to prop up big corporations because they're the only ones that are open. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a poss- good Amazon's possibility that Amazon, that Bezos is going to be the first trillionaire in the world because of everything. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I think we got trillionaires out there. I mean, you Probably. look at o- oil, yeah. the oil Saudi, yeah. you know, Saudi maybe princes it's in and, the United States that I saw. I definitely yeah. saw an article about him becoming a trillionaire and how it was That's because crazy. of COVID. I can see that. I mean, and then you see Bill Gates. I'm sure there's, I don't know, but I am, I imagine there's plenty of conspiracies out there surrounding him and him wanting to get a, a there, vaccine there, for this. I, I You know. There, there's definitely conspiracies about him and his vaccines. There's conspiracies about 5G causing this. Now, that's a dumb one. Yeah. But they're, they're definitely all out there and everybody, uh, there's, I'm actually in a ton of social media groups that are based on conspiracy theories and i, bet I would you say 90 percent of them they're all going crazy right now and not necessarily because they sh- don't have reason to they just blow it way out of proportion mm-hmm. there is a big problem <clears throat> with perception in the conspiracy field there's a big difference between being interested in it researching it and believing in the possibility and believing that you know like alex jones says this chemical is turning the frogs gay <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, um, and it's hard to separate ourselves from that. Uh-huh. We try to be as open and honest and rational when we talk about it as possible, but it it's really hard sometimes to to not to wonder how we're being viewed when we talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're gonna get viewed like a nut. Yeah. And I mean, maybe yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I, but yeah, like I said, I like a good conspiracy. They're all over, and I like a lot of the conspiracies that we've known that we've known have come true or that are true. You know, like the Gulf of Tonkin, mm-hmm. like Project Climax, uh, just like uh, what was the God damn it, Kennedy with the the Cuban missile or the Cuban plane that got shot down. What was that one? The Bay of Northwoods. Oh, North Project Northwoods. Yeah, yes. I mean, there's yeah. the, all those ones that we know that are true. Mm-hmm. Just imagine what uh, we don't know. At the base of it, our government are people just like us, and they do not let any good crisis go to waste or exactly. good, any good opportunity go to waste. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, they're going to be looking out for themselves. Even if you get to that point, in my my personal opinion, if you get to that point of power within politics, you aren't necessarily 100% doing it because you care about the people you're serving. Oh, yeah, I, I don't like politicians. I believe they're all corrupt. And it just the higher they get, the more the more money and the more power they get, the worse it gets. I mean, power corrupts, ab- corrupts absolutely, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, or whatever the fuck yeah. that saying is. There's also a, a hard... It's hard for me with conspiracies personally because there's the same people that may be running a lot of these conspiracies are also the people that can't get even, like, the post office right. So... It's hard, like, there's really ineptitude in the government, and there's the possibility that there's people in power that are colluding to just better things for themselves. Mm-hmm. I, it's probably, I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle, but to think that they just care about us and they're doing everything for the people. Oh, yeah. In my That's mind, certainly, yeah. I, I don't believe in public servants. I don't believe they're doing anything for us. I don't trust any politicians. And that's why I try not to interact on Facebook. It's just because I, I just... And it just gets too political. You get these guys that love Obama. You get these guys that love Trump. Mm. And none of them realize that they're both corrupt and criminal. 
Well, yeah, because what I tell people mostly, what my point is mostly with it, and I, I generally believe it, is that the people that have the real power, they don't bother themselves with elections or term limits. They have their money and that's their influence. And they don't have to be elected into anything to to use that influence. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the United States is not a republic and it's not a Democrat, not a democratic society. It's an oligarchy. Mm-hmm. I believe that 100%. <clears throat> Jason, this was amazing. This is one of the favorite, my favorite podcasts I've done. Well, thanks for having me on and thanks for not calling me too crazy. I, Why would I, always, I do that? I'm probably was, crazier than you. I was talking about while <laughs> I've done you DMT. Were, yeah, I was talking about while you were uh, taking a piss break that I never know how crazy I sound when I'm talking about this stuff because yeah uh, yeah it's not that i worry about it too much but i want to try to play to the audience i'm speaking to and i don't want to come off as super crazy because then they're not gonna really listen to me about anything so well i think we agreed on a whole lot of stuff i think we're in the same uh the same boat on this crazy sea yeah i appreciate you man this was awesome uh i want to do this again man i can absolutely do this yeah i can talk about this stuff I mean, I made 350 episodes out of it, and I keep going. Good. So Yeah, well, next time, yeah, well, let's do it again. Uh, I'll open the floor up here, say whatever you want, pimp whatever you want, tell about the podcast, the Paracon, how people can get tickets. Sure. Whatever you want, man. All right, well, the website is kcparacon.net. Uh, one of the assholes we talked about earlier has kcparacon.com, and they won't let it go. What's this guy's Actually, I name? think it's uh, it's not the same person. It's somebody else. Another I think it's actually asshole. tied up in litigation okay. for a different reason, but I can't have it. So don't go to kcparacon.com. Don't do it. it's not mine. Don't do it. Actually it. Says you will on be there, shot if you yeah, go there. actually says on there at the bottom that it's not associated with me, but well, that's cool. they use it for their own purposes, and it's whatever. So go to kcparacon.net. And you can find all of the speakers we've announced, which is most of them, all of the vendors we've announced, which is all of them that have booked so far, all of the, oh, the schedule will be up there soon. You can buy tickets now. We just announced our VIP tickets over the weekend and we have investigations with it. You can buy a ticket to investigate at places like the Vale Mansion, which is here in Independence and the Harris Kearney House, which he runs the investigations for. And those go fast. Actually, one of them already sold out. The Vail Mansion uh, investigations already sold out. But so, what did you mention it for? Start over. <laughs> well, I want them to know. So there <laughs> will be, and this is the first I'm mentioning it anywhere. Oh, a Neander Talk exclusive. Yeah. I put out there that I'm going to do an ultimate VIP package, and there's only going to be two of them. Oh, my. But I haven't announced what's going to be in that ultimate VIP package. I could say that one of those options is you can pick any investigation you want to do or all of them, including the ones that are already sold out. Oh, cool. So, yeah, people still have an opportunity to get that once we release those two VIP. What's an investigation? That's where you go out? Yes. it'll okay. be So we it'll <clears throat> be a group of people that go with investigators and investigate a place kind of like a guided so um it could be one of our base ones which is the cheaper one which will be actually of the venue because the venue is supposedly haunted it's just kind of like the the nobody somebody that's never experienced it before and wants to go see kind of the gadgets we use and some of the tactics we use they don't want to take it too seriously they can go do that one 
Uh, they could go to the one with Larry where you actually break up into groups and you do an investigation like we would go out and do an investigation. So we have those available. Wow. We have the Dean Haglund Comedy Hour show, which is going to be a lot of fun. That's cool. And we, um, we're trying to get some celebrity cars out there, like a Ghostbusters mobile. Oh, shit. And a bunch of other stuff. There's a guy in town that has, but he actually wants a lot of money for them to be there. Really? Um, Dick. Yeah, we're, we have cosplayers. We have Ghostbusters cosplayers. I'm working on getting other cosplayers to come out and do different things and run around. Last year, we had a guy in a, a Yeti costume. He Actually, the venue we had last year was right next to like a halfway house. And then there was a park that had some homeless people in it, which they didn't bother us or anything. But right. he actually went and ran around that park in the Yeti costume <laughs> and freaked a bunch of people out. And then he got hit by a car, actually. But, yeah, so we... we we take it serious, but wow. we don't take, you know, we have a lot of fun and it's, it's a convention. So it's, you come, you know, it's $30 for the whole weekend, or you can just do single day tickets, which are cheaper. And you get to experience all of the vendors, all of the speakers, all of their presentations. And then the investigations are extra if you want to put that on there. That's amazing. We have food. We have alcohol. Big Rip gives away free beer every year. Oh, shit. Yeah. You get a sample, which their sample is like half a beer sometimes. Right. So, yeah. Wow. It sounds awesome. Uh, so, that's everybody. KCParacon.net. Get your tickets. Go check this out. When you take me on this uh, investigation, what yeah. what can I exp- – like, is it – am I just going with the three of you? What are we doing? Are we together? Do we sep- separate? Like, Well – it, I guess it depends. So we, it's not every time is different, right? Okay. So it depends on who's there and who's with us. So I can, I can, I guess I could say that you'll have fun and you'll have an experience. And, All right. And uh, um, I'm gonna hold you to this. Yeah. A lot of people tell me they're gonna do no. things for me or with me. I follow up. Let's do it. I might have to wear a ghost. I was on outfit. another podcast a couple, like a couple months ago before COVID shut everything down. I took them on investigation that night. Oh, but yeah. I can't do that tonight, unfortunately, That's but fine. I will take you on one soon and um, you'll have a good time. And we may, st- if, if you're up to it, we don't want to force you, but we may stick you in a dark corner by yourself and leave you there for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I might be up for that. Yeah. All right. Jason, this was real. Yeah. This was awesome. I, I had a great time. Man, this was awesome, man. Fist bump. Yeah. Boom, Sherlock, boom. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing else to say. This was awesome. Bye.